2: Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to... What day is it, Tuesday?
3: welcome to our Tuesday night sour graps review of NXT, okay? I'm going to need your guys' help today. Because we always need your support. You're the reason that we're able to do things here, okay? You guys and your support through Super Chats and Humper Chats and subscriptions to Fightful Select... You're why we're able to do things but never have we needed your support more than perhaps this episode of nxt okay and you know what i gotta take responsibility because i need to do better because i should have known i should have known we were gonna get something that was gonna have alex telling us he was gonna quit in our dm so that he doesn't dm sean and say i'm gonna quit in his dms and i should have been prepared because quite frankly i'm out of cm punk live journals to read and i don't think mad libs are enough for this episode. I don't think there are enough adjectives and plural nouns in the world to get us through. And I've also just admittedly been slacking on on fun gimmick outfits, too. I was not prepared for St. Patrick's Day. That's on me. I kind of half asked it on... No, Valentine's Val- Day, I had my Stan, Stan the Linder sweatshirt. That was but cool. I... But I mean, like, this, this is three on and me. a half
4: months ago. It's like three and a half I months know, ago. I know. I you know. I need to
3: step it up. I need to step it up. But the way you guys can help us is by getting in your super chats, getting in your humper chats. You can support us on twitch.tv slash fightfulgaming and send us your biddies. Also, just leave a thumbs up on this video. That helps us a lot. And it's like OMG, totally free. And um, you can go to fightfulselect.com and get all of the latest, sexiest, mundane updates on CMHug that you could possibly get. Seems like maybe some things weren't nearly as big of a deal, but get the details. <laughs> it's not like the sexiest lead to get you to subscribe to something, but get accurate information, which is what is important on Fightful Select. You also get Alex and I doing pay-per-view post-shows and premium live event post-shows, um, which we will be doing one for Double or Nothing, which no pressure Double or Nothing, but you got to be better than what we're getting at Battleground, because this did not inspire a lot of confidence going on. <laughs> <laughs> to that pay-per-view. And you know what? I, like an idiot, again, this is, I'm, I'm trying to be accountable here, okay? I haven't dressed up. I haven't had fun outfits or been prepared with any gimmicks. And, like an idiot, per usual, I was really optimistic, because the in-ring on the show should have been fantastic. We had Tyler Bate in action, we had Noam Dar in action, the women's matches were great, like, Pretty much everything but zapacato avocado on, on paper looks like a really great call. And somehow, this incredibly inventive company, this creative, very they are creative in that I have never seen, with the exception of maybe an ex-boyfriend or two, anybody stand in their way so much, <laughs> like so much standing in your own way. Uh, and you know what? You can't date anyone's potential, and you can't you can't book anyone's potential either. You can only roll with what you have given. so uh this was just not very good, which is a shame because all of the talent in it was was great
2: it's
4: It's weird. It's like um, it's like uh some kind of weird science fiction story. Where um, some of the best professional wrestlers from around the world uh, are kidnapped and taken to an island, where they must wrestle fantastic matches until the last five percent of the match, where a crazy man who only has bad ideas tells them to do something stupid, and and that's what I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm watching. Noam Dard, Nathan Frazier, Tyler Bate. Uh, I feel like I wa- I'm feel like I'm watching them as prisoners in a crazy man's
3: game of cat and mouse. Like and it's just there's it's... your puns for tonight. Get into your NXT sci-fi puns. I sure. will understand 12 of them. Sure. Yeah, uh, sure. Sure. But it is it it is frustrating because on the whole, like this episode was not that much worse than a typical NXT episode that we review, but it is just like A, going into a pay-per-view and B, when it feels like finishes and stories are punishing your talent when they're supposed to be helping them. Like, it, uh, it just gets to be yep. challenging. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
4: It, it is one of those things of, of I, I just keep, I don't, I, it, 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 yep. <clears throat> I haven't missed one of these, a review of, of the NXT show.
3: Oh, yeah. So this is what I said in the DMs, since, too. I was like,
4: Since Alex the beginning is not... of
3: 2.0. Since the beginning and... of 2.0, I was like, it's slowly driving you mad, which is, whilst entertaining on the outside, fun mm. to watch, mm-hmm. uh, it is a little mm-hmm. maddening on the inside.
4: hmm Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. uh it just it's so maddening because I, I because you you watch th- these brilliant talents and then somebody their boss tells them they have to suck they they like they're not they have to suck but like they have to act out something so stupid and honestly it, it just it's it's horrible PTSD of of being in in theater productions being directed by complete morons and being told oh you're gonna to do this and like that doesn't make sense like with all due respect i think it would we've been talking about it and we think it would make a lot more sense if our characters did this nope you're gonna do this and then you have like no power to say no to that um you're like no human it, being
3: that, would ever behave this way and they're like right. but you are so right, but
4: you're gonna do it but you're gonna do it um i guess i guess paul paul says pumps tonight i guess we're doing uh we're doing uh we're doing yeah, sci-fi, sci-fi puns. Sci-fi I already it. Sci-fi in. puns, which are which are always all gonna boil down to Star Trek and Star Wars, but I'm fine with that. Um, I know
3: very little about those two universes, except yes, I know. uh I know this from my dad yeah. and mm-hmm. some general characters.
4: Yeah, I, I I can't do that. I literally can't my I cannot force my fingers to do the actual live long and prosper, which it's I right. can only do the the opposite of that. Um is which, it, which is, it's which, this,
3: right? It is but, that? Yes, that
4: that's okay. you, you're correct. I can only do this, which is the two middle fingers together, and then the two outer fingers apart, which is the inverse of live long and prosper, which is uh, die young and penniless. So, um, not quite as nice thing to waste. waste what attention. a what a
3: heel turn!
4: <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. It's a horrible thing. Um, uh, Bizarro Spock is really mean to people. Yeah, the, um,
3: he's got the beard, right?
4: Yeah, Um, I know things. Um SGS, these we got some sour, uh some uh sorry, super chats. Um Matthew Plus says sour graps causes horrible PTSD. Well, I mean NXT does, I guess. And this, I guess, would if you don't watch NXT, watching me have PTSD about the show might be like somehow transferable. Um JDB Pringle says extraordinary Alex charismatic Kate, profound papa paul elizabeth louise and all the sgs family nxt was very nxt give me puns or give me death um we'll give you we'll, puns. Then we'll
3: give you puns yeah we'll give it. you puns
4: um uh cam the weird says, dichotomy
3: you got yourself in i gotta be honest <laughs> that's a weird one
4: um cam that's watson situation. says um have uh, have you guys seen pics of the largest pickle in history it's a really big deal Love you guys, especially GTFOH. Hope you guys do the original uh, Mortal Kombat or the original Point Break, both classics. Well, po- I think I could find fun things to say about Point Break, but it doesn't quite fit our... Um, I also...
3: for Get the flick out of here on the Know Your News Network, which we do every Friday at noon. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs>
5: um...
3: I need a break from video game ones. We got Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers. And that wasn't like about Super know. Mario. No, Street I Street Fighter. Yeah, no, I, I got it. Big Trouble we'll, we'll in China, we'll... which felt like one but wasn't. It got weird. Yeah.
4: <laughs> we'll get we'll get back to 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 Mortal Kombat sometime, maybe in the fall. I don't know. Um. So, uh, valley says Alex looks sad. I am, and Kate's bang amazing, and they are. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Um, uh, Alpha Bill says, Turn that frown upside down, sport. I mean, really, it's not my thing. Um, uh, I'll try,
3: turn that um, frown like into mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, is anger.
4: Jim Beard <laughs> says, I'm set. Matt Coon didn't ask Kate to do a Tiffany Stratton impression, but I am looking forward to hearing the interview.
3: Oh, it was so much fun. Um, Matt Coon, who did the Dax Harwood podcast and the William mm-hmm. Regal podcast. Um, just a, a wonderful dude had mm-hmm. me on his, on his wrestling with friends show. And so mm-hmm. that comes out on Wednesday, please tune in. But it, it was so nice. We we're just mostly mm. BS about why we like wrestling mm-hmm. and how we got into it and stuff. So,
5: yeah.
3: But impressions um, are a Tuesday night gimmick.
4: Yeah. Tama Valley saying, uh, whoa, we wondered how HBK would book perhaps his most notable hit. But it came in here. Alex has lost his smile. I hope there are <laughs> sunny days ahead. Um I have lost my smile. He didn't I it hope me. they're not that, because I don't that, want that, to have a w. that is his final, his his final um fu to our show in booking his own greatest hits. He booked me to lose my smile. That's what it is. And uh, you know what? Now I gotta respect it.
3: When you go on vacation, you're yeah. going to have a back injury. And then you'll come back and you'll have a hell of a second run.
4: Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, okay. Um, um, so, uh, Jambeard says, you know, without ever watching NXT anymore, I feel confident in inserting the Krusty the Clown, what the hell was that meme? And it would fit 100% perfectly at some point during the show, over and over again the night. It fit over and over again. The first What the Hell Was That? Um, well, we got um, some... Um, the four women who were in the semifinals of the tournament did green screen promos that were all uniformly pretty terrible. Um, they weren't great. Poorly written. Poorly written. Po- poorly acted. Um uh, you know, like it was not, it wasn't, it wasn't the best work that any of these girls have done on the mic, unfortunately. Um, but when you see how the, the tournament was booked, why would you even try to like, you know, spit shine this piece of shit? Uh, which I don't know why you would spit sign a piece of shit, but like, why would you do it? <laughs> why would you Maybe polish you like a like shiny poops. I don't know why you pol- polishing turds. It's, um, uh, they Jack- also
3: just, like, there's nobody that, uh, that they've given, okay, so Roxanne, they were like, you have anxiety, and you passed out, and then you lost three, a title defense and two title shots in a row. Um.
4: We're, we're gonna talk more about that. But, I mean, um, even from a later, perspective,
3: but... what are you supposed to do with these gals, is my point. Like, no, or Jade yeah. is like, I am mean, all right? mm-hmm. Tiffany Stratton is great, um, and Lyra Valkyria. Once we see what happens right. to her, yeah,
4: Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany Stratton is great, and she's already the women's champion. Correct, yeah. And that's and that's bad going into a pay per view. She's already the women's champion right now. And and like it's it's, it's that's you shouldn't be doing that. Like, you, that's not a thing you should do when you have a tournament and you decide who is in the tournament. You create the bracket. You decide who wins all the matches in the tournament. Tiffany Stratton right now is the champion. That's dumb. You you can, you can, could make it have there be a tiny speck of, I don't know, I'm not sure what happens. I'm not sure what happens. Now, now we all fucking know. It's just dumb.
3: Well, it it's really weird that if you weren't going to have Tiffany and Roxanne on different sides, then it's kind of like, Oh, okay. So you had Cora Jade there. So it's going to be Roxanne and Cora. And then they did not that.
4: The opposite of that. Yeah. Um, So it's
3: just, it's very odd decisions. Cactus
4: J 22 says the intro gave me S N M E vibes. And I loved it. I don't know what S N M E is, but this says more of that, please. I don't know what SNME is. I'm not sure if the vibes are either. accurate, um, but Same I did not love it.
3: Name maybe everyone.
5: Very good. Nailed Thank it. you.
4: Um, what I hate is that you start off the night with one of your two um, Saturday night's main event. Okay, there you go.
3: Oh, I, I can see that. I can see that comparison.
4: I, I also I also do that comparison and I think it's great for Saturday Night's main event and really bad for an NXT women's title tournament because it makes it seem less than to me, which is too bad um, and dated. So like, there's a reason yeah. that
3: was on Saturday Night main event
4: because of the way you have structured the tournament and because of your own complete aversion to ever booking fit. Not you there okay. because of I'm talking to you, HBK. Horrible booking my, kid. My, The bane of my fucking existence. Horrible booking kid. You and everybody who you work with because of your complete and total aversion to ever booking a decent a program of heel versus heel or face versus haste, we know that if Lyra Valkyria wins the first match, that Roxanne Perez, uh, sorry, that Tiffany Stratton's going to win the second match. And we know if Cora Jade wins the first match, Roxanne Perez is going to win the second match. The only one of these two that to me felt like it was really in doubt, like, like it. And also, mm, how do I say this? Whoever won, to me, whoever won the like Lyra versus Cora was absolutely losing in the finals because you're you because you put, yeah, your top two women. T- Tiffany on versus the same side. Yeah. As on the same side. So the semifinals was actually the finals. So honestly, that's the only thing I cared about. And once you know it, they booked it like it was the only thing I cared about because Lyra beat Cora Jade in less than four minutes.
3: What? Like who they're trying why? to build as a top star, a top heel, well, nonetheless. I, I I keep
4: hearing. That that the people backstage think of Cora Jade is like the next top talent in the women's division, like that she's got it, she's gonna be the thing, like and and if that's the case, you're 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 doing weird things by having her lose in four minutes to, let's be honest, a really shitty back heel kick. Like Lyra Valkyrie does a lot she of things so, really well. She's more yeah.
3: I that I've is noticed slow it more and, more
4: and awkward, <laughs> and it never gets to the right spot. She's hitting people in the shoulder. Like it, it and never ends. Like, good. So many and other she's things. She's really you can finish, good with, at like, so many other things. Have her finisher be something else, please. I beg of you. But she wins in less than four minutes. And then I was Cora Jade to is a,
3: um, a, a talent who works for ROH. And he was just, he's such a, a proponent of if you throw bad punches, throw forearms or whatever. Like, like if you have a bad yep. spinning back heel kick, but you do all these other things extremely well, do those other things extremely well and make one of them your and, finisher. And the
4: And the thing of it is, is that she's at a point in her career where she is at the PC with ostensibly all of these coaches. And none of them are doing their job by telling her you do a lot of things really, really well. You still need to work on this. Maybe we can add it to your repertoire later. and You got to practice it a lot, but for now, here are your major fit, like your major signature moves. And here's your finisher. Let's work on those. Let's make those as good as possible because you're really close to making those perfect. But that backspinning heel kicks, not, not there yet. That's your job as her coach. That's your job as her coach to 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 tell her that to get that. Um, anyway, because Cora also Jade your is... heel
3: is losing in four minutes. You're not even doing the lazy, mm-hmm. dumb piece of crap nope. thing that they do with baby faces where they look pathetic <laughs> and they have to fight from underneath. This is your top heel.
4: Yeah.
3: Next to Tiffany He's... Stratton, who's on the other side of this bracket, who mm-hmm. just got back from injury. You gave it electric tape kendo stick to, which we're gonna talk about in a second. But you didn't even book it like that. The right person in that scenario that they overplay and overplay loses here in the way that she lost. Like this was so this was this part was perplexing even for them. Like there are things that I expect for them that I don't like that they do. This I was like, why did you just go? That did not make Lyra Valkyria look strong.
1: That no. made
3: Core Jade look weak and, I, and
1: dumb.
4: I, I I'm pretty sure the point of having the um her win in such a way was to do a thing where if she catches you with that kick, it's all over. Look out Tiffany Stratton. If Laravel... but the problem is, is the kick's not that. It's not the black mass. It's not it's not Malachi Bla there are here's the other thing. There's so many. Other people in NXT who have kicks as finishers and they're all way better, better. looking, way more impactful than hers. And so and you I can't make it into a one-hitter quitter. I also
3: feel like, especially with younger talents like this, if you can finish someone, I, I nine times out of ten, you mentioned Malachi Black and he's one of the rare exceptions. I nine times out of ten like it better when a wrestler has three or four different things they can finish you with. Yeah. And I'm not, I mean, I'm talking Brian Danielson. I love it that he might win with a triangle choke one week and something else another week, because it makes it feel like in a match, Mm -hmm. you're more apt to lose at any given time. So if you have someone with a wider skill set like she does, where you have a few things that can finish lean into that, because during a match, if you lock in one of three moves, it's possible they might lose at any point, as opposed Mm -hmm. to, you have this one move, and that's your signature kid, and that's that's all you got. Yeah. Um, and to your point, it's it's not there yet, it just isn't so um
4: and she it's does so shame. many other things so she's great. She's
3: so good. She's and so she's good. And she's really good. She's an
4: eight-year pro. Like, like this shouldn't be a, a thing for her. You know what I mean? And it's um anyway. Because Cora Jade is, because she wears black and because she's a heel now, she's also a sore loser. And so she attacks um, Lyra Valkyria's knee after the match, which, I, I'm sorry, like, I don't, I, 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 I get doing the dumbass Cody Rhodes got his arm broke in three places so look at all he has to overcome to beat Brock Lesnar I get doing that tired ass old storyline for the Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar match I don't get Lyra Valkyria, how will she ever overcome the odds because Cora Jade hit her with her electrical taped black kendo stick after the match? How will she ever beat Tiffany Stratton? Just fucking put the crown on Tiffany Stratton now because we already know how that match is going to go, whether or not Lyra Valkyria is injured going into the match. Because you decided to do the stupid thing and do Tiffany and Roxanne in the semifinals. You fucking morons.
3: Well, even worse than that is it's like, why would you... We all know Tiffany's gonna win already, right? But, like, if you had any seed of doubt, why don't we weaken Lyra Valkyria going into this Thank then? Thank you! Thank you! That's just really dumb! Like, it's just That's a just dumb weird. thing. To, to go out of your way to do it makes no sense.
4: There's also a good point by Thomas Scott. We already see... We, later, we see the um, the mysterious hooded woman um, attack Roxanne, spoiler alert, Um. Why not have her do it here too? Like weaken all the people, you know what I mean? Like, there's like may if you have her do a thing where she's weakening all the women, but she's letting Tiffany Stratton get a straight shot through the thing. Maybe she's been hired by Tiffany Stratton. I don't know. There's all these options you can do. There might be possibilities, but right but now. Alex, we all like, just, look at you know, what you
3: just said, though, in the same semifinals of the same women's tournament. You ran the same angle, someone who was an opponent and someone with a hoodie. Like, yeah, know. it's just so lazy of like, yeah, oh, well, she's a hooded figure. So the fact that she took out the other person is completely different than an opponent taking her out with an electric tape kendo stick.
5: Yeah,
3: I just it's it's such a disservice to what you're doing with the women's title. I, I don't get who comes out looking. I guess this is where I go with it. More than anything, because mm-hmm. tournaments, I love a good tournament. Alex, you love a good tournament because I love endless...
4: a, I love. Wait, I love a good tournament.
3: Oh, there's almost nothing tournament? I
4: hate more than a bad tournament. But this because is... it because it could be a good tournament. There it is, and the booking made it a bad tournament.
3: A good tournament, air a great tournament.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Love a good tournament because. You not only, if you watch watched the show before, I've said ad nauseum, like you can set up multiple storylines coming out of right. a tournament, which arguably, arguably, they did today. However, when I say that, what I mean is you can also make multiple talents look really good coming out of a tournament. Even the person that loses super early on, in a, in a more extensive tournament, let's say, if they lose to someone who was a former champion and it is high build, but there's an yeah. upset or whatever. So... I don't think anyone comes out looking better for this because Core Jade looks terrible now. Roxanne got anxiety, had an anxiety attack, so she's a loser. Tiffany, we already knew, was a top talent. And Lyra Valkyria, like, just isn't... They haven't made her viable yet. So what good have you done in this setup? And my God, what good did you do putting the... No offense to Indy Hartwell... But she's injured and also on the main roster now. Why the hell, if you wanted the title to end up in Tiffany Stratton's hands, did you simply not have Tiffany Stratton beat Roxanne Perez? It is it is weird, out of the way.
4: Um. So, uh, all everything gets fixed. Like, I mean, I, I honestly, I think Lara Valkyrie is very talented. I just don't feel like she belongs at the top. Of, they haven't of the, done the work yet. right? Like, right, is, right. yeah, they haven't done the work yet to, to put her there. It just feels weird. So, so what you do is that that match that Indy uh got hurt in, um, that triple threat, you have Tiffany win that match, whatever the whatever the point was going to be before, as soon, especially as soon as Indy gets hurt, Tiffany wins the match, and then you have Roxanne like win a, a, a fatal four way or something on this show um, to get the title shot at battleground. And you do Tiffany versus Roxanne straight up with, and Tiffany being the champion and Roxanne chasing her through the summer to then eventually get the title back. Cause that appears to be the story they're telling. We're going to, when we get to the, to that second match, the, the one between Tiffany and Roxanne, I will air my grievances about how they are treating Roxanne, um, but there's uh, so many better options to just get to what could be something great and they decide not to do it. That's the whole thing for me. This is why it's so frustrating to be watching NXT. NXT, honestly, I believe with the talent roster they have, has the potential to be great every week. And it's bad. 98% yeah. of the time, it's bad but they have the talent to be really, to be great. And it's not the talent's fault. It's all the shit around it. The booking is terrible. The writing is terrible. The storylines are bad.
3: Just stop. Just the finishes being bad. Making it bad.
4: Honestly, if you just change the finishes.
3: Like so often that's the case. Um, I do want to call this up because we're talking about tournaments. Look, I'm on New Japan High. If you watched any of my content this week, you know I am a Zach Saber Jr. simp mode, unparalleled to any other one I've been in before. Okay. But I will say I watched Resurgence and not even the G1. The G1 is almost like the ultimate example because New Japan is is so tournament driven, which is fun because a lot of sports are tournament driven. But even their women's tournament, which ended with the probable winner having a broken ankle that they did in one episode, made more sense. It was more productive for all of the losers involved, um, just their resurgence. And that's New Japan strong. That's not even like New Japan proper yeah. proper. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's just, it, it's like you have the opportunity to create your own math. Like you can make two plus two equal four, or you can make it equal five or mailbox. And yeah. <laughs> when you make it equal mailbox, Cause I can even get away with five. I'm like, okay, you were close, but you were a little off, but you were in the arena when you make it mailbox, <laughs> it's such a missed opportunity because four was right there and it's elementary school math.
2: <sighs> two plus two equals mailbox is
3: kind of NXT go. summed up in an mm-hmm. equation and I'm not even mm-hmm. good at math. I am good at knowing Tournament Book in a little no. bit.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It shouldn't be um, Mailbox.
4: So Dijak waltzes in. And, Dijak um, rules. Ilya...
3: Dijak rules. He does.
4: Sorry. He does. He does. He rules. Uh, and so does Ilya Dragunov. I'm I'm confused about the storyline. I'm sorry. Last week, Ilya basically dared Dijak to torture him until he broke to prove that he wouldn't. And this week he seems very angry that Dijak tortured him for a, for a whole episode. Like I, you basically said, I, I am offering my, myself up to you. Uh, you may I handcuff me and torture me with any implements you, 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 you like because I will prove to you that I cannot be broken. Uh, and he does that. It's almost basically his idea uh, and then Dijak does that, and he doesn't break him. This week, I don't understand why he's so bad at Dijak that he decides he's going to kill Dijak backstage. It doesn't feel like that there's... Why are, why are you so... Did something happen between you know then it's and now? Like,
3: it's like, okay, but not like that. You know what I mean? There like, you sometimes you good. ask for something, and then you're like, wait, not like Very that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you, Alex, if I was like... Say my bangs were errant. It would never mm-hmm. happen. But say mm-hmm. for some reason... Yeah. A tragedy struck, and my bangs didn't look good. And I was like, "Oh, geez. Alex, do my bangs look all right? Mm-hmm. And you were like, mm-hmm. well, actually, they're a little off. I'd be mm-hmm. like, why would you say that? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. that. It's like, mm-hmm. give me all the punishment I can mm-hmm. handle. He's like, okay. And then he's like, wait a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, that's very good. Uh, Ricardo, <laughs> surname redacted, who's a 27-month member of the Fightful oh! uh, Fightful Trace, uh, says, Ilya and Dijacker became my second favorite feud in Graps. Um, there were a bunch of these little chapters throughout here. Uh, they were, they were fighting backstage. they got separated. Um, uh, Ilya Dragunov was being interviewed in the locker room for some reason. Oh, yeah, that's like right. They, he was. They have a locker room now. <laughs> like they built a locker room and decided they're going to do most of the interviews in the men's locker room. I was like, are like, only the a,
3: creeds ever in there? I would, feel like only feel, the creeds it, are in the locker room. It
4: feels like an HR violation. Like, I would like... I have a match. I'd like to get changed. Um, but there's cameras in here. Uh, but then Dijak comes in, and they have a pull-apart brawl in the um, locker room. And then uh, later, Dijak, at the very end of the show, uh, Dijak comes out and um, and, and Dragunov attacks him. There's a hold harmless agreement they must sign that is sitting at Vic Joseph's desk. Uh, they never they don't ever do a... well. Uh, there's a contract signing involving a hold harmless agreement. That's not a segment on the show, Um, but they, they just have to, at some point, like, it's like somebody like left a post-it for Dijak. (laughs) Like at some point you need to make sure you go down to the uh, announce table and sign this little thing just so you can get all the, you know, dot the eyes. And, uh, and so he goes down to do that, uh, but they, they fight and there's, there's there's a lot of fighting. It's, it's good fights. Um, and then they eventually both signed the whole Harmers agreement. So we're going to get, uh, uh, a last man standing between two guys who cannot be broken. So it's going to be good. It's going to be a good match. It's the only, only, only thing on the show that I give one single solitary shit about. Uh,
3: well, as you pointed out, maybe they'll try to polish the turn. So
2: Maybe they will. Maybe they will.
3: I'm so excited for this. This jack run has been really fun, and um, they're going to beat the hell out of each other, so that's going to be really fun. But remember yesterday, Alex, when we were reviewing Raw, and you mm-hmm. were like, so what are they going to do? They're going to send Cody out there with cast or no cast? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. they'll do a Hold Harmless agreement. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to do it. I think they are, too. Like I think they're going to do the same thing on Raw and NXT on the same weekend.
4: <laughs> uh-huh. I think you're right.
3: Be less lazy. Though I yep. admittedly have less of a problem with it when they're at least on different brands. I
4: When don't, they're on the same brand doing the same angle, that drives me the most it's, nuts. It's on the same fucking show the next night. Like it's the same fucking channel the next night. Sure, like but like... It's just, I mean, all you guys are on an email chain, right? Hey, we're going to do a whole are, harmless though. thing for... like no.
3: No, I no? feel like the, I feel like NXT feels so separate. Like it, it would even bother me more if it was like happened on Raw and then SmackDown because those feel like equivalent products.
4: Pay an intern a slave wage to watch the fucking product and report back to you.
3: Well, they can't do that because the the wrestlers make what they would probably pay an intern. But I, uh. My expectations are low on that, considering, like, two years ago, they didn't even know when people's contracts ended. So, like, for top stars in the company.
4: Um,
1: axiom. Uh- this is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.
4: Face Dabakato and got squashed. Basically squashed. It was not. I mean, Dabacato hit two moves. A very nice looking Lariat that uh Axiom sold the hell out of, and then his um choke bomb and then pinned him. Um last night, here's the thing. This is I feel really bad about this. It wasn't on the rundown because it wasn't in the original rundown, so I didn't see it, so we didn't talk about it.
3: Well, that's what Ronson happens when they Reed, changed the show three minutes beforehand all the time.
4: Bronson Reed and Ricochet last night on Raw, we didn't talk about it on the Sour Grab show, was a banger. It was great. And Ricochet oh, yeah. wrestled that match like in with a bunch of a bunch of points within it, that he was like always doing like low drop kicks to the back of like uh Bronson Reed's knee and forcing him to have to get back up. And as a dude who's roughly the same size as Bronson Reed, albeit with less muscle mass, it is really hard. Having to stand back up from one knee. There's a lot of muscles that get involved. I get winded. Like, so so it like it's a hard you're making him work for it. Like, there was a good wrestling psychology of athletic little man, giant big man wrestling last night on Raw. And tonight they just said, What if Axiom does all that and then Dabakato hits two moves and wins? Um, and that was that was their story. And axiom axiom has taken much 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 better wrestlers to their absolute limit, if not beaten them. But the story you are telling is him's just a widow guy, so he can't beat the big guy. And fuck that noise forever in hell! I hate it! I hate it! It's not 1985 anymore. Fuck that shit! Stop it!
3: The problem is Vince thinks it's 1985, and I don't mean that in a like. He's stuck in the old days. I think he literally wakes up and thinks it's 1985. Um, I hated this for a lot of reasons. The main one being kind of what you said and that Axiom was just a title contender, and you built him up for that to then do this. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Axiom's great. Davocado. God love him. Not great. He did a couple moves successfully here. But this is the point of the show where I feel handicapped because this is where I would turn to a Mad Lib, which is not strong enough. Mm-mm. And there's no CM Punk Live Journal post to really be read here. Yeah,
4: um, uh, Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, anyway,
3: this is t- this is bad.
4: And then um. and then. Like, and what then- are we
3: building up Dava Kato for?
4: The, what are him. what are we
3: honestly building up Davicato for, Alex? Can you tell me? I don't know.
4: No, it, because he's gonna have he's gonna have a two on one handicap feud between two guys. Who can they coexist? This is what they're, they're is what they're gonna do with Axiom and the former Scripps now, Reggie, because Reggie comes to, to to Axiom's rescue, and it's Reggie now. He's just wearing the same shit that he used to wear at like Scripps. Like the mask was ass, but the rest of his um his ensemble was actually re- wrestling attire. He's just wearing a vest uh, in, in Britain, a waistcoat. That's it. And some little short shorts and some kick pads. That's it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't look like he's a real wrestler, um, but he comes to the aid and actually, actually somehow gets uh Dabakato out of the ring. And then Dabakato was held back by like 12 refs. So he wouldn't beat up the little guys, but then Axiom doesn't know if he trusts Reggie. Um, so what we're gonna have is at least one, two on one handicap match, where Axiom doesn't know if he trusts Reggie, which is going to lead to Dabakato getting the victory over two little guys, and maybe we'll have like a best of three handicap uh, feud between Dabakato and two uh, two little guys, one of whom is a fantastic wrestler, the other of whom is uh, is at least you know fun to watch, which is I Jesse can't say the
3: for Mm-hmm. Right. Um oh my god, they're gonna give us their two tropes in one storyline. They're gonna give us big guy, he's little guy all the time, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. can they coexist in one storyline? Yep. All we're needing is two women that hate each other and are mean.
4: All we need is a woman to be crazy. All we need is that,
3: yeah, so or like got,
1: you bit. A...
4: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Ugh. yeah, it's, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, it is, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, it's, it's, uh. Why
3: is Abikido beating Axiom?
1: Why is know. Axiom
3: working with, God love them the artist formerly known as scripts, Reggie. Right. Who don't even get me started on how bad they did Jesse the body Ventura. Mm. And Dava Like, mm. w- if there there are there are degrees of separation between how good they, they are, are at this okay mm-hmm. and it's not like the good guys putting the not as great guys over this is like what are you doing with axiom what more do you need to see from him to move him up in in the card move him yeah. up to the main roster what else yeah. is left for a, a kid a child phenom right who is now axiom yeah, yeah. to prove to us.
4: Um, Ryan Ben says HBK killed off scripts just to spite us in the SGS. It's true,
3: it's true. It's true. Stop complaining that the show is negative. It's called Sour Graphs, and this episode sucked.
4: Yeah, yeah it's a bad episode, it's really bad. episode <laughs> it's not good. Um, Matthew Plus says, uh, Did they write off scripts in solidarity with the WGA? Um... Writers Guild, like you know, so hey, no more scripts, writers, writers guilds on strike. No more scripts. Get it? Yeah. Um, and uh, Luis says, oh, shit. If HBK has Dabakato beat Wesley, I will call the Federales. I, just a quick word to the wise. I'm pretty sure the Federales have less than no jurisdiction in Florida, and particularly in Florida. <laughs> in the rest of the United States, perhaps a little, but definitely not in Florida. Um, Yeah. Um but uh, we uh, yeah now yeah
3: dorks in the world yeah
4: dorks yeah yep yeah, yeah, yeah um so uh <laughs> um uh tony d is being interrogated um i don't know listen go to um a local community theater and pluck Two guys who've read a script out loud before, because whoever these, wherever they got these actors who played the cops in the scene. Jesus, ha- this is going out on major cable like television. Have some pride, like this scene was so bad. Tony D was great in it, but the but the whoever was playing the cops were so so awful, man. Well, I
3: just just when so did awful. we suddenly have. When are there suddenly legal ramifications for things that happen in NXT? Well, it's... Later it did, in the well, same episode, we see a, a woman in a hood yeah. commit yeah. assault and run away through the arena. Yep. Yeah. It's fine. Yep.
4: Yeah. No, it's not even that. It's um because he supposedly did it outside uh, at night because there was like, is this you, Mr. D'Angelo? It's, it's dark. It's kind of hard to see. I mean, I, I can tell you that is not me. I'm sorry, officer. That is not me. Um, And uh, then other cop who's a worse actor than the first cop comes in and is like, hello, officer Stewart, would you please come Darby Allen was on the there's, show. <laughs> there's no...
3: Malachi Black.
4: He's, he sounded a little like Darby Allen, but it definitely wasn't Darby Allen. Um... <laughs> uh so
2: uh officer stewart will you please come with me there's um there's some information about mr. d'angelo that you're going to want to see
4: um and uh uh and yeah so then he's arrested um because of some information and we find out um very soon while Gellis is standing in green light for some reason, <laughs> that they're the ones who tipped off the cops. Um, they have, they apparently, Gellis has in, has hired, has, has bribed a police informant to lie about Tony D being involved
3: in crimes. Um, Listen, so they- cafes, sirs, you're snitches. You're all little snitches. That is not how tag team champs are supposed to operate. You have the belts. You should not be scared of those challengers. But mm-hmm. in their defense, they did make a tag team <laughs> disappear. So,
4: um, Jambeard says, I need to make the cops sound like Officer Brady from South Park. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's not how these guys. I was doing a pretty di- damn good impression of how these guys actually sounded. But um, I haven't watched a Barb Brady episode in a long time. He was, he's not on the new ones, is he? Because I I know because the, there's there's the mustachioed. Oh um,
3: yeah, b- but there's us. the
4: but the 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 new cop is the guy with the mustache, the detective who's like, God damn it, come on, we're not That's gonna right. do it like this. That's how this guy talks.
3: That's um, right. Oh, he's so yeah.
4: I Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Hi, I'm Officer Barbrady. Is that is that closer? I'm not really sure. Um
3: yeah. But uh, I love Tony not. D being like um uh what was he like? I gotta take my grandma out or whatever. <laughs> that killed me.
4: Yeah.
3: I think he meant Linda.
4: Mm-hmm. Um no Linda is definitely a cab. Um so uh, I I I think um, this, whole, this, whole, this is this is this is this bad thing. The whole thing is bad, but they're, they're talking about how they basically they're admitting on live television to having bribed a police informant to misinform on um on Tony B because they're scared of having a match with Tony D and Stacks. Then, um, out come the the creeds, and then the, the the lights turn from green to blue. Um, and then they get in the ring and they have some of the worst dialogue I've ever had seen anybody given, like, um. Um, they say, um, hey, you better watch out, fellas. We've had more fights than you've had hot meals. And then, uh, Brutus turns to Julie and says, I do like to eat. Yeah, you do. And from the looks of their stomachs, they haven't missed
3: a lot of meals either. <laughs> right? Why is everybody on the show goofy? What the hell is going on? I like just call the crates up for a second when Jack came up. I'm sorry. Like they do this with, I think when they think like people's personalities aren't clicking, they're like, Oh, you know what we have to do? We have to give them the mm-hmm. comedic offerings of like a 14 year old. Like it's mm-hmm. really, it's, it's really persistently bad when mm-hmm. like, that's what, like, I think they thought that's why Riddle wasn't getting over. And they were like, Oh, let's make them high all the time. Yeah. Like, it's, um, it's mind blowing why you would do that with the, like, just call the creeds up. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And I have you not. Oh.
4: Yeah. <sighs> um, T- Tony only wanted to take his mom to buy groceries.
3: I loved it. I loved it so much.
4: Hey, can I get out of here? I gotta go take my mom to buy some groceries. Eh? Um, I love how
3: he was like, everything's cleared up. Right. Cause I got to get out of yeah. here. Loved it.
4: Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so there's a brawl between the creeds and the, the Gallus boys on top and Stax runs out to help the creeds. Um, because he doesn't like what they've done to Tony D and then the backstage, uh, he offers to be in their corner for the big tag title match, at battleground. And they tell him no, because they can't trust anybody He says, I understand. I I can understand that. All right, I I better get back on my phone and call the jail again. I suppose I don't know what he's doing. Um, uh, and uh, and uh, Henry 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 the Casey uh, says he five dollars says Stacks is a snitch. You can't give Tony less guys. You have to give him more guys. That's the problem. If they break up Tony D and Stacks, what the hell are we doing?
3: (laughs) can we talk about the uncomfortably cordial segment with the creeds later yes yeah where he's like hey let's uh let's have each other's backs out there in like a more formal way and the creeds are like lol we've trusted people before and had Mm -hmm. our um trust broken and famously like all mobsters he's just Mm -hmm. fine with it yeah yeah. You know how the mob is. If you don't want to work with yeah. them, they're just like, "Oh, I get it. I yeah. get it, man. Go yeah. in peace." That sounds yeah. mobby.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Wow. Uh. Yeah, Henry the Casey he says, "My cousin Tony D."
3: That's um, right.
4: Yep. Yeah. Um. And uh. And uh, as as Louise reminds us, why wasn't Luke, Luca Crucifino in this fucking segment? It was right there.
3: Oh my because- god. Because he has he has
4: much worse he has much worse things to do.
3: He does, but like he's like, he'd that, be so that, perfect for this. Seeing his gear tonight, I was like, oh my god! Just put him in this. The egg.
4: the thing that caused me to send a DM to Luis and Kate, <laughs> I'm going to quit. Was what they did with Luca Crucifino in yes. this, in this it, later. I'm just. That was it. So they could they could have easily had Luca Cusafino come in and say, you have nothing on my client. He is leaving. You cannot even hold him here. You got nothing on him. And Lou Tony's like, hey, he's that, not the best lawyer in the biz for nothing. Like, it's perfect. And then he's got a third guy who can occasionally fight on his behalf. I don't – like, it's just so dumb. I'm so angry. Um, and uh, uh, um, <laughs> Beard says, to be fair, I might be more afraid – of the Ira, aka Gallus. Well, they're Scottish, not Irish, then I am of the mob. The mob have some codes of honor. I mean, there's the Omerta. One of the coda codes is do not snitch. Do so. they
3: shake hands? Perhaps. That's where um, honor is real. Yeah. <sighs>
4: um, there's a there's a there, okay, so. This is one, this is one of those I'm, I'm honestly if 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 we're still doing these shows, you and I Kate, in five years when Carmelo Hayes is world champion on the main roster, I'm gonna keep bringing this up because it's still gonna piss me off five years from now. <laughs> they booked him to win the title from Braun Baker via his Stooge hitting Braun in the back of the head with the title belt.
3: By uh, what we call in this business, cheat skis. Cheating, he cheated
4: blatantly in full view of everyone who watched the match. Granted, it's a small number of people, but everybody who watched the match saw him win the title via cheating. Since then on NXT television, they have never once Zero. shown how he actually won the match.
3: They if I had a dime, Alex, for every go, time they, they told everybody. us, I'd have zero dimes.
4: <laughs> um, every time they go directly from the admittedly awesome counter of the Gorilla Press front slam that, so that Braun does into a code breaker, it's an amazing counter. And then they go immediately from that to him going to the top and doing the leg drop. There's at least two minutes that happen in between there that they don't show us. It is a complete gaslighting. It is You are lying to your audience. Have the fucking stones to tell the story of how he is going to go to his home country, like, th- like his home area. He's from Framingham, Massachusetts. They're, they're having the, ma- the rematch in Lowell. Have the God have the fucking balls have the M- maurice's purse sized balls to tell the story of how now in front of his uh, all of his fans and friends and family he's going to win this time for real. Have the these sized balls to tell the story of how he is doubting himself because he knows he never would have beaten Braun if he didn't have trick cheat for him. And now he Mm -hmm. knows if I'm going to do it, this time I'm going to do it right. And it would mean so much more because he's doing it in front of his friends and family where he grew up. That's a great fucking story, and you won't tell any of it because you're lying to us about how he won it the first fucking time. I fucking hate this
3: show. I give it five and a half lemons, seven in the Tokyo Dome. Uh, The other thing that would do would justify some of Braun's pissed offness about this. Like it, it equals you. out both sides it, of it. It,
4: ge- it gives him gray area. He's justifiably pissed about how he lost the title and he's taking it out on the wrong people. He's spearing everybody because he's just so fucking pissed. Yeah. There's real, there's the opportunity for this to be, and I shit you not, One of the top three storylines NXT has ever, ever done. And they're botching it horribly because they have no fucking stones. I'm so... I'm so angry at how they actively do all of the wrong things in the biggest storyline that they've done in years that a a new guy who who debuted in nxt 2.0 and became the anointed one and was the champion for a year and the other guy who was always right on his heels until he finally got the title match and how did he win it the same way he won every match before by having his stooge cheat for him but this time it's different this time he realizes he can't do that anymore it's it's so obvious. Why are you doing this stupid same old fucking shit? You have an opportunity to do something good and you're doing something so, so
3: fucking bad. Not even ah! so bad, so medium. Like, just so medium. And it it's also- It's just so
4: mid, it's just, listen. Ma-ma-ma-mid. The thing of it is-,
3: is
4: And it's greatness- the
3: linchpin for your biggest heel and face double turn that you- done in Thank you. years and years and years. <sighs> that was maybe my so, favorite rant of yours since Roman and Brock. And Congrats. the
4: thing of it is, is there how, really, what could have been a really, really great video package of Carmelo going up to Boston, shipping up to Boston with the wow. Dropkick Murphys. Um... And getting interviewed at all these wrestling, uh, for all these radio stations. And as part of the storyline, if he's fielding questions about how he won the title the last time and how, well, that didn't seem so good. I mean, you cheated to win the last time. You're going to have to cheat to win win again. Like, figure out which of these these guys interviewing him is the biggest wrestling fan. And talk to him about how you're going to be a part of this story. And, and and have Carmelo bristle at these questions and actually start thinking about how it actually is going to be. He needs it to be different, to be taken seriously, to know he really is the A champ. He's got to do it right this time. Like there's a really, instead it was just him sitting in all these random radio stations being asked the same stupid
3: softball questions. Like, And it's also like you have... Like Carmelo's real good at this aspect of this. He's great at pretty much everything. Um, but like he's really good at the
2: he's very, justification
3: very, very, very good at and the he's um so good. this piece of it, the storytelling side of it, um, in and, and out of the rank. Like he's he's they're probably the best in NXT at at this aspect of it. So if there's anyone yeah. that can carry that, it's him. It also could yeah. create it's too early to do like a Carmelo and Trick split, but there could be like a nice tension there where they have to recalibrate their entire relationship be- because in wrestling world he's a face now, right? And faces don't usually have like henchmen. Um, but they are they've driven home the friendship aspect of this. So they have to figure out how that functions. Like it's such a, a more layered story in, in that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, uh, Jane says, I see Alex is channeling his inner Lewis Black. <laughs> Jake Salazar says, It sounds like Braun is a justified, angry man. And he is as much of a heel as more of like a, a Batman style kind of justice. Sounds more like this, uh, Carmelo Hayes is the heel. Well, that's the problem is that there's not, they're whitewashing everything to make Carmelo the baby face now who never did anything wrong in his life, and Braun is being this this sore loser. Which is fine if here's the thing: the original story that I thought they were going to tell at the time, and at the time I thought they should have told was Carmelo winning the title from Braun clean, which would justify Braun's heel turn because that would make him a sore loser and all and and, and pissy, and you do, but this other thing is so much better, and they're not no. Uh, no. Um, so, uh, Meet Norma says the sour side is a pathway to abilities some consider unnatural. Let the sour flow through you and make Abagul be with you. And with your spirit. Jake Salazar says, Kate, I don't know if you were here for when Darby pinned Malachi, but my God, I've never seen anybody that angry. Uh, I don't think she was. Uh, I wasn't, but Um, I
5: saw
4: it. (laughs) Yeah. um, It wasn't, it wasn't just Darby doing it. It was the fact that Miro didn't. The fact that we we never got a Miro versus Malachi match, or even a real program between the two, and finally they're in this this meaningless little fucking six man tag, and you have Darby pin Malachi, who was not even feuding with Malachi Black. I was so angry at everything because I just I just wanted my Miro versus Malachi. I was owed that when Malachi spit the mist at Miro to to in that in that match I was owed Miro. He had cut all these promos about how he was going to destroy the minions of Satan to prove to God that he's coming for him next. It was the it was so they never did anything. Well, and then really both
3: of anything. them went away. So that's and another piece of it. Away. Like
4: yeah, yeah. It was a year ago from Sunday. Yeah, there no, it was. Anyway, um uh <laughs> Cody, Cody Stallings says. Uh wait 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 where did it go? Uh, happy thoughts, Alex. Dynamite is tomorrow. Well. Look forward to that. No aneurysms tonight, please. Yeah, sure. Let's get some puns. We got lots of puns to read.
3: Let's get some puns. Let's get some puns. We got. We got lots I will of puns. understand like three.
4: Mm-hmm. Lord Kev says Adam Pile Driver, Ray Mysterio Skywalker, got
3: that
4: one. Mark Miro Hamill. Is that a stormtrooper or the Shockmaster? master? Very good. James, uh, James, James Storm Kirk it should be James or maybe, um, maybe X Spock. Uh, Mike Norma says, I'm making mac and cheese with bacon, that's my contribution to the NXT discussion. Also, Han Solo Uh, um, that's very good. Selectric Mayhem says, May the sour be with you. Good,
3: what's your spirit? Uh,
4: Jambeard says, Arnold once said, I'll be back. Raquel replied, I'll be a back. I'll be a back. Uh, Chris Mueller says, Sky Blue Harvest. If you know, you know. I do know. Um, Jambeard says, Hanso Osakoa. uh Max J. Headroom. Um, the Umbrella Alpha Academy. Um, Ricardo surname redacted says, Switch Blade Runner. Uh, uh, JW Pringle says the Miz has tiny space balls. Uh, pieces says a clockwork orange Cassidy. Jambeard <laughs> says limitless outer limits, Billy Graham super stargate, firefly funhouse, gargano farscape. Uh, JW Pringle says, uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. That's Bill Goldberg and Ted DiBiase. Uh, Ricardo's surname redacted says Z Man and Sina. That's uh He Man and She Ra. Uh, Ricardo's surname redacted oh, says no. Nathan Laser. He should just change his name to Laz- Nathan Laser. Actually, it's much better.
3: And Bob's um, your laser,
4: and Bob's your, la- yeah. Uh, JW Pringle says Doctor Who, Britt Baker, DMD. Um, uh, that's good. Jake, Laser, Jake Salazar says Asuka Tano. Um, Jaden Pringle says CM Phaser. Ricardo's surname redacted says Hank Skywalker. Um, uh, Tom Lavelli says Serena Mwadib. Um, Jake Salazar says Legato del Captain Phasma. Uh, <laughs> Alpha Bill says Pew Pew Bigelow. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> pew Pew
4: Bigelow is great pew, pew, Um, Bigelow. pew, pew, Uh, Bigelow. Chris Mueller says the butcher and the Blade Runner. Scorpio Skywalker. Orion Ben six 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 says Babylon five star frog splash. Um. Uh. Okay. Um. I don't know uh, anything. (laughs) Um. Wait. Just have it. Ricardo says uh, shooting Star Wars press. Jesse Lavery says the Millennium Falcon arrow. Ricardo's surname redacted says Zach lightsaber junior. And that's as far as I wanted to go for this one. Um, Dickhead, mm-hmm. the best. Uh, 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 one of them. One of we have one now that's kind of a a, a Bluetooth Bluetooth Segway. What? Yeah.
3: A Bluetooth segue? Go yeah. on.
4: As a pun. Uh, how about? Blue Chewbacca.
3: Oh, very good. Very good. Look, if you want to make someone else make some weird roaring noise things, all right? That's all I got for Chewbacca. Uh, (laughs) use, Use Blue Chew.
5: You know, spring has sprung, but maybe your penis hasn't. Blue Chew and the code Fightful is going to fix that. Whether you're in the mood or you're trying to get in the mood, Blue Chew and the code Fightful has you covered. Same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, you know they work. But, it comes to you discreetly. You're not going to have everybody at the pharmacy or the doctor's office be like, what's he getting? Because somebody else is getting a little something, once you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful. You meet with an online physician, And if approved, it arrives straight to your door, discreetly. And how about this? How about free? You just pay $5 shipping. That's it. Pay $5 shipping. And you're going to have that performance, that main event performance, that confidence. It's not just for people with a problem performing sexually. It's for that confidence, that main event. Blue Chew and the Code Fightful.
4: Uh, Jambeard sent one as an idea for a, for a segue, but I, I'm not going to s- say all of it because it, just so you know, it 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 references the the tweet that got Kate in trouble <laughs> this week. So Jambeard, thank you for that, but I'm not going to say it on on air. My dad
3: uh, watches. Yeah. Don't so tell
4: yeah that that was that, was, like that was that was that was part of the the, the the that was the main reason I didn't want to read it on air. So
3: I, yeah, no, I don't.
1: <laughs>
4: we don't need to do that. So, Jam thank you for that, but we're not going to say that one out loud. But thank you. <laughs> um, I I feel like I'm I'm sorry. Have if I if I if I tattletailed now? No, now you're, you're gonna fine. Be in trouble with your dad. For getting, My sister for does that. improv.
3: There's nothing that I've said that she hasn't yep. said on stage that hasn't made them more uncomfortable.
4: <laughs> um. Okay. So. On this episode later, you have uh, two best friends, uh, tag team partners, fighting because that's the only way for two guys to get along and and be, be be better friends. So, with that in mind, Wesley is uh, is a little whiny bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Bates should have told me he wanted a shot at my belt. I'm not friends with you anymore. My my daughter. Um, has is is six she's just finishing up kindergarten um she has uh she has like uh uh, uh she's friends with everybody she's very friendly Like always loves like running up and saying yeah, hi i'm rosie do you want to play with me like anybody at the playground she's best but she has these very specific friends that she hangs out with all the time however at least twice a week she'll come home and say madison's not my friend anymore why she took my blue crayon i were not friends anymore and then two days later, she'll be talking about how she and Madison were playing all day. Like, Oh, you're friends again? Yeah, we're friends again. That's what Wesley feels like with Tyler Bate. Like, but Tyler Bate took
3: my blue crayon, and now we're not friends. Well, in his defense, sack up, Tyler Bate. All right? If you want a title shot, tell the challenger. Like eight other guys did. He's always fighting multi-man matches. Get it together, Tyler Bate. Um, say, say what's on your mind. Yeah. Mr. Zen, Mr. Peaceful. Receive some I mean, clarity about is, how your throat good. chakra is in communication.
4: You're you're literally doing another match about how, like, having a match against each other will make us better friends. And Wesley is like, I don't even know if I can trust you. I don't even know who you are anymore. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. I mean, I don't know. It's just like, dumb. just have a um,
1: match,
4: right? Um. So he's on. Um he's at uh ringside uh on commentary talking about how he doesn't even know if he can trust Tyler Bate anymore. Um for Tyler Bates for Eddie Thorpe, which again is a great match. Um until the stupid fucking ending that sucks. Correct. Um so uh did the match. It is nice to see a- Eddie
3: Thorpe, I will say.
4: Yeah, he's good. He's very good. Does the match even have an ending, or does just does, does Joe Gacy attack before it?
3: I think Joe Gacy attacks before it. I
4: think I think he he attacks before the match can even end. So he ruins the finish of the match by having Joe Gacy come out and attack Tyler Bate, and then Wesley runs in to try and punch Joe Gacy in the back of the head, and and then Joe Gacy moves so Wesley punches uh Tyler Bate in the face and he's checking on him because he's really concerned about this guy he think is he thinks is a snake that he can never trust again. So like just figure it out.
3: Friendships are complicated okay blue crayons
4: um, you know what's not complicated Joe oh. Gacy needs to stop doing handstands into the ropes to do a Lariat because it's dumb as shit. Every time he does that stupid handstand in the rope thing I'm like I'm, yo, no it's like You're a Jay better-
3: lethal. With the lethal Every, ejection, I'm like, stop. Right.
4: Every time I see him do that, I, I say to myself, Joe Gacy, you're a better wrestler than that. That's the thing, is I I honestly feel like of all the people who have like the who is saddled with these shitty ass gimmicks, um Joe Gacy, I feel like is the one who like gets dropped down so significantly from what he could do if you weren't having him play the stupid gimmick and also had him do that. That's not a good, it's not a good finisher for him. Um, it's not great.
3: I don't, I just don't like superfluous finishers like that. Yeah. Like, just do a um, landing. Jay Lethal,
4: just bait. Oh, bait one? Oh, good. Thank God. Oh, he I'll, got I, you. Okay. Um, he okay. He won clean with the Tyler Driver ninety seven. 87, thank God, and then Joe Gacy attacked him. Wonderful. But, the dumb thing was now like um, Wesley and Tyler Bate will have to have to coexist to have any hope to defeat Joe Casey. Uh, well, actually, they can't coexist because they're in a triple threat match. But now, who does Wesley trust the least? His friend Tyler Bate, who just wants a shot at his title, or the weird cult
3: puppet master Joe Casey? Why does he care? He wins against like five people at a time. This should be a cakewalk for him.
4: Yeah. Um. So at least I guess there's that, but I I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I really hate the, I, I've always hated the, I'm going to try and punch this guy, but accidentally I punched you. Now you hate me so much because of an obvious accident that you could watch back and see was an accident if you ever looked at videotape.
3: I don't I've hate it every it. time. It's very difficult to do extremely well. I'll say that. There are times yeah. where I've seen it work. Mm-hmm. I think FTR did one of those and it was good. Um, shocker. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's very difficult to pull off and and make look realistic and, and good.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but Tyler Bate and Wes Lee are great. Um, yep. I'm wondering if we actually get a title changing hands here. Because it kind of feels like we're we've run out of steam a little bit for Wesley. Well,
4: no, nope. yeah, no, I I agree. I just feel like if we're changing a title, then the one who's getting the title is Joe Gacy, and yuck.
3: You don't think Tyler Bate? No, See, I feel like for I, this title,
4: maybe. Here's the thing. Um, it. I because of the way they book stuff, I always have to like say. Th- could this be good? If they did this, then what would happen? Because they have such obvious booking patterns. If they had Tyler Bate win, either he or Wesley have to turn heel. And I don't really have any interest in seeing either of them yeah. play heel. Tyler Bate maybe, but not for this reason. Like, like Wesley. Wes, I don't want to. I don't want to see Wesley play heel because he's so jealous that his friend got a t- get. Like got a title match and, and won by pinning the he's other guy just, in the triple
3: threat. I hate when they force naturally likable people to be heel and Wesley is just yeah. a very naturally likable guy. And yeah. it's why I didn't like it when they did yeah. it with Ruby Soho on yeah. the main roster. Um there's some people that you just want to I I just like rooting for Wesley. Like he's a very easy dude to root for, so don't yeah. force him into to something.
4: Um, I, I I just I think the whole thing the, the, I think the whole gimmick around the schism is, is trash. I think well, Joe I Gacy's a very talented wrestler. Yeah. Joe Gacy just,
3: also keeps getting people that either get released or want to leave. So it's also right. like
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean God
3: bless them. They're doing they're doing work on the way out, GYB, yeah. but um
4: yeah. Um
3: kind of has a, a ceiling.
4: Yeah. The uh the best thing. In the on the show is Nathan Frazier defeat uh, uh, Nathan Frazier versus Noam Dar. I was about to say the best thing on the show was Nathan Frazier defeating Noam Dar, but that sucks. The match was great. Yes. Um. Uh. You, I will always fucking hate it when you have your. A champion going into a pay-per-view match, getting pinned in a non-title match by a dude who's not in the match. Like, I don't, like, what is, what is, what is your fucking fascination with that shit? Like, they they did that with, like, they had Sami Zayn get pinned by Finn Balor on Monday, and, and, like.
3: What, do, it just, just doesn't so accomplish funny. anything.
4: No, it's bad. It doesn't, it doesn't, the match was great. And the match was con- had, was continuing to be great. It was a really great showcase for both Nathan Frazier and Noam Dar, who are both great, great wrestlers. And then it was like somebody like literally was like pushed a button. And then opened up a door, and Dragon Lee wandered out down the ramp to be like, "Oh, hey, how's it going? Is there a wrestling match happening?" Like it, like he, 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 it did not feel like this was no, Dragon Lee's idea to come down and distract Noam Dar in a match that he can't lose his title, like for, like it didn't, it didn't feel like that's something that Dragon Lee would do. Like it's just such a, it's such a, a WWE staple. That you've got to start figuring out who would do this and who wouldn't. Noam Dar somehow, even if it was via chicanery, beating Nathan Frazier and then Dragon Lee coming out, sarcastically clapping, and them facing off over the uh, the, the Heritage Cup is a one million percent better thing than having Nathan Frazier beat Noam Dar right before there's a there's a title match that no like. So if Noam Dar beats Dragon Lee, then Nathan Frazier gets a title shot. I'm assuming that's what you would do if Dragon Lee beats Noam Dar. Does like does he owe Nathan Frazier the title shot?
3: Well, here's the thing. For a company that is so obsessed with people being from places. Like, why wouldn't you just build the story on Heritage Cup prowess that style of but, wrestling versus no, no. Dragon Lee, Lucha, his style of wrestling and how their heritages have played into the Heritage Cup. Like, they tell that story and everything. They tell the Heritage story and everything, but the Heritage Cup is just a weird way to go, right? And yeah, I like the yeah. video package that they did for it. The video package yeah, was Yeah, it was good. a nice
4: video package. Yeah, it was a good video package. But, like, I I, I also just, hmm, Nathan Frazier, pinning Noam Dar, Now, to me, tips the hand. Noam Dar's retaining. Now, I would think he would probably retain anyway um, because it's his first defense of of that title stateside.
3: Yeah, he kind of just got here.
4: Right. Um, But if you wanted to be like, oh, shit, Dragon Lee's somebody to watch out for. Here's this kind of match he doesn't really do, but somehow he beat Noam Dar doing it. That's a great way to, like, elevate Dragon Lee, which you should be doing in some way at some point. Because sure. Dragon Lee is fucking amazing, and he d- he should be on the fucking main roster. He's really, really, really good. I understand why he's in the fucking NXT. But um, there would be some doubt in my mind going into this. But now that Nathan Frazier is pinned Noam Dar, Noam Dar has to retain so that he can have the match with Nathan Frazier. Like, stop doing that shit. Stop, stop tipping your hand of who's obviously going to win the pay per view match. Because guess what? It makes me not want to watch your fucking show.
3: Okay, but what if I told you the women's match is even more predictable?
4: I, it, would, <laughs> it would make me want to watch it less.
3: Oh, okay. I, got, I understand. And also
4: also guess what? Braun Breaker's not winning his title back. So right there, you have yeah. like that. That's another one. Um... Like Gallus and the Creeds, I suppose the Creeds can win the title back. Okay, fine. But like the build is trash and you made the Creeds into the Creeds like frat can't. boys. Like oh,
3: the, the, just the, call they them made them into
4: frat boys and it's just it's bad. And like the only, again, the amazingly, the only thing on the show that I am really excited for is the match that I personally have the least confidence in who's going to win. I believe Dragonov's going to win. But if Drag if DiJack won, would it shock me? No, because I think he's a great guy. He's a- awesome to have, and there, and beating Dragonov would be a huge thing for him that would elevate him up the card, which is the place he should be. And like, like it's if- the match with the Dij- least
3: amount of stakes, which right. is crazy.
4: If, Di- if yeah. DiJack won this versus Dragonov, and then was the next guy to get a major program with Carmelo, that makes all the sense in the world. Sure. Also, if Dragunov won and gets a program with Carmelo, that makes sense. I feel like whoever wins that match should be the next major program for Carmelo. But I would would like to see both guys face Carmelo. Isn't that awesome where you have a match between two great guys with a cool kick-ass stipulation where they're going to beat the hell out of each other, and I don't know who's going to win? And either way... I win as a viewer because I get to see that guy move on to have a great program with another great work. wrestler
3: would never work. Dumbass, um,
4: would never work. Uh, Ricardo uh, says, People say he's great, but I'm not sold on Noam Dar. Um, I mean, I think, he, I think he, I, he is great, but um, if you've only seen a couple of matches, it takes a while to like get used to it, you know what I mean. The thing of it is, no, is that he's great. like
3: if you're blind.
4: <laughs> um, no, I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think he was great when I watched the first few matches of him uh, when I was years and years and years ago when I was doing research for my huge cruiserweight classic preview where I would watch like guys old like matches I so many of them I'd never heard be- heard of before, um, and I was watching some of his stuff from uh, from the indies. And like, this guy's interesting, but I don't think he's got it quite yet. And then as I watched more of his matches, I was like, no, this guy's really good. So, like, you know, it's the, one of those things, you know?
3: Do you remember everybody who was in the Cruiserweight Classic off the Tepper Had Pitchance? Everyone? Or most, of, or most of?
4: I mean, if you told me to name them all, I probably couldn't. But if you asked me if somebody was in it, I could tell you whether or not okay. they were.
3: No, I'm just intrigued because it's just it's just interesting where everybody ended up at of that. Mm-hmm. And that the finals that they wanted to were like we're not signed. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But like oh, so
4: so many of them got uh signed. Um it's just it's it was so wildly
3: wide. successful and not even necessarily <laughs> wildly successful under the WWE umbrella. Like it was just it was the last really healthy industry wide thing I feel like I remember WWE doing. hmm
4: Yeah. Um, you no, know, that was, yeah, it was, uh, a this is an amazing thing. It was, it was honestly, it was like, it was, it still remains one of my favorite things WWE has ever done.
3: Oh yeah. Like oh, just yeah. watching
4: it. It's, uh, uh, so, so, so good. Um, but, um, anyway, uh, then Dar Dar is being secretly videotaped by NXT anonymous. Uh, trying to get Oro Mensa to be his second at the thing because Nathan Frazier is going to be Dragon Lee's second, um, and uh, and nobody will he won't do it. So, uh, J C Ozog, it is called the Cruiserweight Classic. As far as I know, all of the all of the rounds and matches are on the Peacock app uh, in the
3: states. Hey, people in the chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told Alex because he loves mm-hmm. it, and I love it and want to see it. He should do like a Cruiserweight classic rewind on his own YouTube channel. And he was like, ha, 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 maybe I do video games over there. But if you want to see it and we'll send Mm -mm. him money, I bet he'll do it. So sound Mm. off in the chat. Um, (laughs) It would um, be so good. It would be so good.
4: So um, everybody who is in the CWC, the only ones who are still remaining uh, are Noam. Dar, Cedric Alexander, the former Raul Mendoza, now Cruz del Toro, Akira Tazawa, the former Fabian Eichner, now Fakian Eichner, now Giovanni Vinci, and Mustafa Ali. Those are the only ones remaining in the company. Oh,
3: God, and they did so little. But like,
4: Graham Metalik was there, Lindsay Dorado was there, Jack Gallagher was there, good riddance to that guy. But there were like, uh, um, there were a bunch of great wrestlers in, in that tournament. Well, Drew Gulak is still in there. Drew Gulak is. Oh, Drew, still, that's right. Drew Gulak was in the tournament. He was. Was
3: Kenta in it, or did I make that up? No, no. He Who
4: was, was in no, it was that
3: out. I was thinking of? I
4: uh, I don't know. Ho Ho Loon. Uh, I don't know. Ho Ho Loon was in it. Um, uh, there were there were a couple of guys in there that you could tell they had they had only like seen film of really grainy film and like oh oh yeah <laughs> no you're not making a burst the fast the first round there buddy. Oh, Kota um, was in it, duh. Kota was in it, but he's not in WWE. No, 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 I
3: was just, I, that's what I mean. Like, how many people under that, who were in that are just wrestling on worldwide stages all over the world is, is bananas. Like, there's some that are WWE, the ones you just named. But, like, New Japan, AEW, like, it's, um, it's just crazy. They, so many people there went on to get contracts at other places or whatever. Like, it's very
4: right, cool. Kenta, Dargano, and Champa. I don't know why I missed that, but oh Ryan hell yeah, Ciampa, they were that was an amazing thing. And DJZ was not in it. He was DJZ was signed after the cruiserweight classic. He was Correct. not in the
3: Bushi versus Alexander. Yeah,
4: but that wasn't even in the tournament. That was a secondary, or was it? Yeah, no, I'm thinking of another one. They, they did another one that was outside of the tournament. That was like Oni Lorkin versus somebody. That wasn't even in the tournament.
3: Oh, yeah.
4: I'm thinking, and that was a great, great match.
3: Just in the um, UK, right?
4: Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It was like in it was in the it was they they be, once they got to like the semifinals and there were only like four matches in the tournament at a taping, they would like add random other matches in there just to like because you know you, you didn't want people to show up for only four matches, but um there was. Yeah, there there was another match that was outside of the bounds of the tournament, um, that was so so good, but yeah, oh yeah, yeah TJP that was he, he's no longer in the company, but yes he was no. in the tournament. Um, did he win? Who
3: won? No, TJP he was won. in the finals. He did TJP
4: win. TJP won. Yeah, he beat he beat Grand Medal Grand
3: Medal League. That's right.
4: Yep. Um, Tajiri was in the tournament. Tajira Tajira was in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, hey, um, do you know uh, what uh, uh, Vic Joseph's one fucking job was tonight? He had one fucking job. To
3: rain Booker T in.
4: That's impossible. It's not a task any human being can actually accomplish. He had one job tonight. Was to give us this.
3: Hank! Tank! Tank! next oh i know they
4: didn't even do a hank tank next that's the only reason to do this match is to give us a hank tank next it's the only reason to do the match
3: it's the only reason to tune into all of nxt let's be real hank tank next Mm -hmm. yeah oh my god
4: anyway uh it was very very quick and um it was they came out together. They were announced at the same time. Um, and they came out together. And they shook. And they were like, you know, they, like, hey, we're friends. We're having this match. The match ended when they did a double crossbody while running the ropes. And then Hank just rolled over and pinned Tank. That's it. It was the dumbest shit. Like, the, on- the-, the only reason to do it was then to show Ron Breaker showing up and spearing both of them. That's it. Like, there was there was there was no artist artistry to the match whatsoever. I I believe both of these guys are better than this. I've seen Hank actually have good matches versus like uh, Charlie Dempsey and stuff. Yeah, was, I would have liked to have it.
3: seen more, but I also feel like I don't know if I'm picking my battles with NXT. This was not the thing that
4: affected well, me most. But then why like devote? five, six minutes last week to like setting up the match. If you're going to be like, oh, this is nothing. It's a fucking throwaway. Nobody cares. Just, I don't know. It's just dumb. I don't, there's, you could have put two random guys who are normally on level up and had them do part of a match. And then Braun breaks up the match by spearing them both.
3: Oh yeah. I'm just saying on the level of dumb that we got tonight, that's bottom three.
4: Why was Braun wearing all black? Is he an MWO? It's because he's a heel and in NXT, yeah. the oh, this only color you're allowed to wear when you're a heel.
3: The reason this was a throwaway match was because they didn't say Hank take next. If they had said that,
4: that's true. That's
3: Fifteen true. minute collision, um, just like
4: uh, the first spear was to Hank, and I don't believe he's got a spleen anymore.
3: Nope.
4: I believe it exploded on impact because Braun. Has the best spears in WWE. I don't believe. It's yeah, he close. he might have
3: the best spear in wrestling. Like him he and might. him and Starks are are my. Team, but I think.
4: like the thing of the only, I think that
3: like
4: I I don't think there's anybody even close in, in WWE for sure. No, he is he the, the velocity that he gets when he explodes into people's midsection is nuts,
3: bananas. Uh, this is
4: this this is why, uh, two years ago. 2021 2022 2022 2022 I pitched um I, I for SummerSlam I pitched uh the main event of SummerSlam being Roman versus Goldberg versus Braun Breaker yeah
3: a the generational present, the, of spears.
4: The, 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 the present versus the past versus the future and all of them do spears and that would be just it'd be like a round robin of them doing spears to each other and uh oh and,
3: and man, and I already played my Blue Chew Ad and we're sitting here talking about <laughs> explosive spears. <laughs> Ruined my life. Um
4: there was a uh as Luis calls it a random ass Gigi Dolan promo.
3: It wasn't that random ass, was it?
4: Yeah, it's with that I am just I'm just re- I'm repeating to you what Luis said. but uh, I feel but like then, it was
3: not terribly random. Yeah.
4: Um uh, Gigi came out to like you know, cut a promo on JC and how she wants to fight her, and how dare you say, um, meaning, yeah, how dare you say mean things about my, 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 my brother or whatever. And then JC Jane, uh, came up, uh, uh in, the, in the audience where they used to have the toxic lounge, uh, which remember we decided was the, um, the, the club for teenagers,
3: yeah, yeah, the teen club.
4: Yeah, it's it
3: next like, to the <laughs> mini golf course for Bray Wyatt and they like, had the glow in the dark match. <laughs> that's what it is.
4: Yep, uh, and, it's in a
3: strip mall.
4: Uh-huh, it's a strip mall.
3: That's where this is. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually kind of, I've, i really liked this promo work from Gigi Dolan. I, I liked her talking about, um, you know, she didn't overcome everything that she and her family came through for yeah. to be taken out by. This little punk, this little JC Jane hmm? trying to ruin her days. She's mad all the attention is on Gigi.
4: The, I, hate I I it. I, I, thought, I thought this was a, a good promo, and it, and it built to something, which is important, and that's good.
3: It
1: but I,
4: I will defend his use of the term random ass, because <laughs> it was not announced or promoted at all.
3: No, it, it definitely... Archaeals. It was like like it came like, out of nowhere for sure.
4: Yes, it was. Yeah, there was very much uh, Randy Orton
3: for um,
4: sure. But yeah. this
3: this led to a weaponized steel cage match, which I've mm-hmm. decided I've decided has to be the Ambrose Asylum match.
4: <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, What's what they need to call? They should at least call it that. But they're going to have a weaponized cage match next week. Um, not two weeks from now, where I will be gone. But next Rainer. week, next week i
3: gets yeah. mitch
5: the plant
4: yeah mm-hmm. winner gets custody of mitch the plant hell yeah uh loser gets visitation rights only on every other sunday um but uh yeah no it's uh, it'll be good it, it, like that'll be fun uh, i hope it's much better than other matches they've had against each other it is odd that like that had so much heat behind it after the breakup even though the breakup was obviously a fucking ripoff of the barbershop um, but but people and like, one oh, nobody
3: was calling for like that. Oh yeah,
4: that's nobody. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I can't wait to see these two beat the hell out of it, um, beat the hell of each other, and then the matches have not been good. So I'm hoping this like really tops it and is great. You know, I think
3: it will too because the one the one she broke her shoulder in right, and then the other one just felt weird like it just never mm-hmm. really clicked in. So yeah. I'm I'm glad they're at least giving this the blow off spotlight that it deserves yeah kind of weird they're not doing that on the pay-per-view
5: yeah
4: it is uh uh they're not doing they're not doing on the play um they are they have they have a lot on the play um but it feels like you should you could do this one and then do the tag match the following tuesday correct like nobody nobody really gives a shit about really gives a shit about gallus and and the creeds, like it's, it'll be fine, it'll be a good match, but it's not like, oh my god, think of the build! I cannot wait for it to see. It doesn't, you know. Um, so yeah, um,
3: everybody in the chat misses Mitch apparently,
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you gotta miss Mitch. Um, um <clears throat> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, in my defense, uh, says Luis, I typed that as soon as Jolin walked in because I did not see it coming, unlike Veer. <laughs> um, Luca Crucifino cut a promo outside uh, the courthouse.
3: I'm obsessed with Luca Crucifino Alex, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this guy so much. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the I thought
4: the I thought the promo, the pre-tape promo. I said the courthouse was fun. Um, His and, gear uh,
3: is incredible.
4: I mean, it's it's incredibly stupid, but it is it's, it is it's incredible. It's, it's incredibly stupid, but like um, not as stupid as what they have him do in the match.
3: So dumb.
4: Where he like, he exits the match with Von Wigner to assault Robert Stone. Where's that picture? Give me that picture. I want that picture. And then I he
3: put your picture away.
4: Look at this That's photograph. <laughs> Every time I do it makes me laugh. Um, it is. Uh,
3: Why is and, Robert Stone just walking around with Bob Wagner's baby picture? I
4: don't like know. I, but, so but, but Luca Cristofino takes it out. Takes it out and holds it up in front of Robert Stone's face and goes, Look at this freak. Look at this freak. Look. Look at him. Look at this freak. Look at this freak, and this is where I said to you, "I quit." Correct, yeah. I quit.
3: Alex was in an "I quit" match with NXT and NXT One. NXT One. I
4: I I I quit. They didn't even have to like hold my wife hostage with like a (laughs) concerto. Like I was done. I. It wasn't even a
3: dramatic like. (sighs) I I quit. Like you're not um, in some submission hold. You're just like I'm out. Peace.
4: Um. He. He does that, and then Von Von Wagner um, is so angry that he beats him up while he's entangled in the ropes so much that they has to get disqualified. It's it, This is... Uh, like, uh, hey, I guess credit to them. They know their audience in the PC, which are a bunch of fucking rubes, because they're like, yay, we're cheering for Von Wagner now! What? This is... I thought he was drafted. Wasn't he drafted? He was a why free was he, agent. Why was he drafted? Like, he was drafted. He's a free agent on the main roster. Why are you doing a whole storyline with him down in NXT? And he's getting justified revenge on a man who called his baby picture a freak by powerbombing him onto the announce table, but the announce table doesn't break, and everyone's chanting Matalo which means kill him in spanish and one more time and why are we cheering for von wagner name me one fucking thing he's done to make us like him
3: um there are zero but it's almost become i'm i almost get it because i'm almost like i'm impressed with how i'm impressed with how nut- little they've given us and how dumb this is like it's it's actually blowing my mind at this point like, i if, if your wrestling manager was carrying around your baby picture for weeks and brought it ringside to you, like, that is weird enough. Yeah. On its own. Yep. Um, why you are triggered by this baby picture that your manager is <laughs> carrying around with you? I don't know. Why Luca Crucifino is like, I need to get in this guy's head with this baby picture is weird.
4: It's never been explained to us why Robert Stone has the picture.
3: No, they were going through... They were going through their... They were trying to get to the bottom of who Von Wagner was. And they were going through the photo. And then he, I guess, ripped it out.
4: No, they were not going through a photo album. They were like...
3: Yes, they were because they made the Wembley joke. Remember? Oh, my dad was in the Beverly. Brothers. Oh my God! Wow. That's
4: right. <laughs> that's right. Like, why? Why? Look
3: how! Look at the crowd at Wembley. It's because be so the
4: only thing I remember was him was him asking Von Wagner what his favorite fries were. <laughs> favorite fries? Oh, uh, curly fries. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Waffle fries this is a guy we're supposed to be chanting for? The guy who can't make a decision between curly and waffle fries? This is so dumb. I just... uh, Oh my god. It's just so dumb. I have never
3: had an emotion elicited me from Von Wagner. Luca Cusofino
4: could be Tony D'Angelo's lawyer right now, but they're doing some bullshit with with Von Wagner. (sighs) I don't understand. Also, you you got one more week. Next week, you better fucking tell me what the picture is.
3: Like He definitely had some sort of brain surgery, right? Like
4: That's fine! But we all got that the first time we saw the picture! Which was a month ago, Kate! You keep bringing out this picture every week, and like, what's okay, picture? So the
3: picture? The thing is, with this angle, this is starting to teeter into why does Hank have the same outfit every week, where now I'm like, I'm like, I'm getting bought in by how dumb this is.
4: <laughs> yeah. well,
3: you never thought I, you'd be begging for Chase University, would you? But here uh, we are.
4: Yeah, they, we, 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 we miss them. All right, let's do some more um, puns, and then we'll get to the main event. Okay, all right, here we go. Oh, my goodness, here we go. It's really Brian has a, really Brian sent one, one humper chat with like 12 puns in it.
3: That is I- cheating, but I E-O- respect
4: it. Eo Skywalker, the new day, the Earth stood still. Star Trek, the next degeneration X. Guardians of the NXT parking lot. The Malachi black hole. Tron Wagner. The Soylent Chelsea Green. Clockwork Orange Cassidy. FTR eleven thirty eight. Willie Mac to the future. Larry Larry B. Dupree says, not the most direct sci-fi pun, but in honor of Alex's awesome shirt, Fantastic Figure Four. This is the Muppets in the Muppetastic Four. Um, Cam Watson says, sci-fi pun title match. The galaxy's greatest alien, Chris Statlander, versus the apex predator, Randy Orton. There you go. uh, Jake Salazar says, Qui-Gon Jane. Oh, by the way, JC Jane calls uh, Gigi Dolan Gige. And now she must team with Brooks Jensen so they can be <laughs> Gige in the Beach. Gige and the Beach winning the next um, the mix, mix Match Challenge. Let's get it done. Gige in the Beach to win the
3: Mixed Max Challenge. Gige and the Beach. It sounds like a morning show. It does. Hey, you tuned the Beach here at hey. 97.5. <laughs> Whoa!
4: Uh, uh, Larry B. Dupree says George Luke-ass-boys George <laughs> Luke-ass-boys Jesse Ozog says Dolph Zardoz Paul Logan's runs away forever I hope um, Logan Paul, I get the Logan Paul Paul Logan's uh, Telefic Mayhem says I, Ralphus, which is a robot um, Paul Elizabeth says Warp drives out Captain Scotty, blue chew now <laughs>
3: My dad rules.
4: Um, <laughs> Ricardo, surname redacted, uh, says, um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh Darth Vader is Dark Fodder. <laughs> Tom Valley says, EC3PO. R-Truth D-Truth. R-Truth D-Truth <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> uh, you R-Truth know, no,
3: D-Truth is so good.
4: Uh, you know that, that awesome song, Staying Alive by the Beads Gees.
3: <laughs> Great band.
4: Um, uh, Ricardo says, uh, Trish Stratosphere, very nice. Uh, uh, Ryan Ben says, Black Hole Combat Club, United Empire, United Imperial Empire. JW Pringle says, So long and thanks for all the Bobby Fish. Larry B. Dupree says, Grogulac or Baby Iota Sky. Um, grog, oh, gro- grogulak. There you go, grogulak. I don't know why I said grogulak. Um, one, what, w- one lieutenant photo says, Padme, I'm a top I'm a topdala is really good. Um, Cam Watson says Ria Ellen Ripley. Is it Ellen? I can't remember. It is Ellen. Um, uh, meet Normus says sup partners. Uh sup, partner, Maddie, Maddie Kylo Renkowski. Um. Uh, Ricardo, surname redacted, says Imperium Strikes Back. It's very good. I like that one a lot. Um, Taylor Mayhem says Gene Roderick Strongberry. Oh, Gene
3: <laughs>
4: meet Normus looks... meet, meet says Spaceballs Mike Bailey. Uh, Malachi, <laughs> Mal- Malachi Back Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum? Malachi Black... I'm not sure. Uh, Electric Mayhem says um, Captain Lou Picard. Ricardo Surname Redacted says Jabba the Hutter Hearst Helmsley. (laughs) True Infamous 73 says The King of Stormtroopers, Shinsuke Nakamura. Pieces says The Time Machine, Brian Cage. (laughs) Um, Villing Dreepy says Techno Team 2001, Space Odyssey.
3: I love that you guys enabled my title team 2000 thing.
4: Pieces. Soylent, Chelsea Green, and Big Wally. Um, Meet Normis says Big Boss, Mandalorian. Toodles. Um, Toodles. Um, Ricardo, surname redacted, says Spaceballs of Fire. Ricardo also says Star Wars Brogue Kick Squadron. That's very good. Uh, Stelazar says uh, Braun Bakaka braun chewbacaca okay got it um and larry b Dupree says ewokine wild um and uh ewok ewokine wild and Tom valley says queen padme Aminata.
3: oh very nice
4: mm-hmm. um and uh uh Luis says no more no more things for beach to do because <laughs> we already dealt with that for like eight months and that's fair can't um that. uh so I don't know how how much longer do you think we're going to have to deal with uh the um uh, Roxanne uh, sucks at wrestling cuz she's got anxiety storyline. How much longer do you think we're going to do that?
3: Um Well, she's going to chase Tiffany and lose. So at least another 6 weeks. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um This is this is a really good match between Tiffany and um and Roxanne. It made like a
3: tournament finals level match. I would say we got, Mm -hmm.
4: and uh, it made me uh like really excited for the potential of like you know them being like rivals for like the next ten years. Yeah, like it it made me really excited about the potential of that. Um, uh. Tiffany's
3: grown so much like I know we mm -hmm. say it every week but like every time I see her there's something new like her selling is better Roxanne I think also helped bring out the best in her like I thought the pacing was really good I thought they both made each other look really good Mm -hmm. um Roxanne I had just been familiar with when, when she came in and Tiffany I just feel like we've seen grow week over week over week this was a really really strong match
4: yeah um So Tiffany Stratton won clean. And now it's going to be obviously her beating uh, an injured Lyra Valkyria at Battleground. And she'll be the new champion. Good for Tiffany Stratton. Her being the champion is, I think, a good thing for NXT. Uh, Thank you
3: so much for saying that.
4: Um, It's a good thing for her to see how she you know, works as a top um, uh, top talent in in the brand. I think it's good overall for WWE because if she's going to be here for a while, and there's no reason to think she's not, it'll be a really good like first foray into that level of pressure. All of that is good. Why did you make Roxanne Perez champion? HBK. Why? Why even do it if? I understand you had you, you, I understand, you know, um, a a woman's body scares you. So we had to take the title off of Mandy Rose immediately with no, nothing like had, had to do, had to happen that night because, you know, puritanism, but you put it on Roxanne. That's your choice to do that. And that seemed like everyone was like, Oh, obviously she's, the heir apparent. That's the person who was going to win the title from Mandy anyway, eventually. So it's good that she's the champion. Let's see where, where we go with it. And then you do this bonkers, out of nowhere, bullshit storyline with her having the match of her career versus Miko Satamura, winning it, and then collapsing because of anxiety. And you strip the title from her. And then you insert her into the ladder match to get the title back. But you don't have her win that match. You have Indy Hartwell win the match completely out of left field. Nobody understood why that was happening. You also
3: have her tell no story in that match either.
4: Right, right. By the way, she's not actually the, the story in that match about her anxiety overcoming it. That's not present in the match at all, the ladder match. Um, so then Indy wins, Um, and we're like, oh, I guess Indy's gonna stick around in NXT for a while. You know, now that you've put the top title on her, we all thought she was overdue for a call-up, but I guess she'll be here for another six months or so. Then, tragically, she gets injured in a match versus Tiffany Stratton and Roxanne Perez for the title, and you have her come out of the trainer's room with a freaking shattered ankle to pin Roxanne Perez only to then give the title up so she could go be drafted to the main roster. And if you were going to draft her to the main roster, there was no reason to put the title on her to begin with. I love Indy Hartwell. I think she's great. All of this just muddies everything further. The story that... Roxanne Perez God lover seems to think you are telling is that is that she is showing anyone who may have anxiety that it is okay. Cause you can overcome it. But ever since you've introduced that she just seems to lose all the big matches. Correct. So I don't, I don't a think this is the story man. you are doing. Yes. This is a semi. Like
3: she couldn't even make it to the finals. Um, okay. It is a big old mess with uh, a huge star in Roxanne. Um, you're right in that the match was great and it did make you excited that, like, I think Roxanne is a natural face. I think Tiffany is a natural heel. Um, this could be their Becky and Charlotte next up or their Rhea and Bianca if they were actually do that next up. Like, this is the way to go. Um Uh, It will never make sense that this wasn't the finals. Um, And it will. Never make sense that they. Chose to tell the story of. I think they think they're doing like what they did with Cody Rhodes. Like, I think they're like, oh, this is adversity. She's going to overcome this. But she hasn't overcome anything. She's only lost. So it's like, it's not like. It's not like, hey, the best win is staying on the field. It can't be that for three title shots in a row.
4: <laughs> I I I believe the story they were going to tell was Roxanne Perez chasing Mandy Rose and eventually defeating her at Stand and Deliver.
3: And Deliver.
4: Right? Like so that makes sense because Mandy'd already been the champion forever. She was an established star. You make the new star by having Roxanne chase and then pin her to become the new champion. But Tiffany is also a new star and you have to establish her as a champion. So you can't immediately have Roxanne chase her unless you're going to have Roxanne lose a bunch of times along the way, which is only going to more adversely affect our perception of her. So I think what they're doing is going to have her versus Blair Davenport because, spoiler alert, she loses the match. Uh, uh, Tiffany Stratton wins. And then afterwards, um, hooded hooded, uh, woman attacks Roxanne Perez and then runs away. We all think it's Blair Davenport. Um, So Roxanne versus Blair Davenport. In the meantime, Selfie. while
3: trying uh, to attack like... you as a hooded figure, uh, pew pew pew, pew pew pew, ow! My God, do the job, Alex. Jesus,
4: stop, stop! That doesn't work for me, baby. Um,
3: I can't work like this.
4: Um, I,
3: I at the beginning of the show, I'm out here being accountable for the fact that I haven't brought the amount of bits I need to to the show. I, that's the first thing i say alex mm-hmm. i haven't dressed up enough i'll do better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mad mm-hmm. libs aren't enough i'll do better i'm out of CM Punk mm-hmm. live journals to read i'll do better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that i try i try i immediately try and inject something mm-hmm. into the show and i'm working with this no selling son of a bitch i'm roasting in a hoodie in my office it's hot in here mm-hmm. put on this hoodie mm-hmm. and blue chewed just for the bit just to get no sold wrap oh. up the show i'm done Oh, you want an um, HBK tribute spot? How about a, a frickin' Montreal screwjob right here?
4: Mm,
3: Should have been my bit.
4: Um, Who's who's going to be the person who does the I'm sorry, I love you bit? <laughs> <laughs> who's going to say I'm sorry, I love you to somebody? I'm not sure who it is. Um,
3: It'll be like Wendy Chu for some reason.
4: Uh-huh. Um... Michael Dammit says, it reminds me of the semi-final of the Dusty Cap last year was EO and, and Kaylee Ray versus Caden and Katana. Um, and then EO and Kaylee Ray won that and immediately cashed it in for singles titles. Opportunities. Yes,
3: they did. What dusty the um, to Dusty
4: Rhodes. <laughs> I don't know why we're doing what we're doing with Roxanne. It just feels like it's all counterproductive. She should Jackson. still be. In the, like, Also, I will say this. I like this match a lot. Okay, I don't believe for a second it's the best match you could have between these two. Like right now, if, they, if you asked them to wrestle a better match than this, they'd have three or four they could pull out. Also, I watched Roxanne Perez get absolutely murdered for 15 minutes by Miko Satomura. Um, and she she kicked out of everything that woman threw at her.
3: Yeah, that was before her anxiety, lo- though.
4: Right. Her who lo- losing this match the way she did to Tiffany Stratton feels anticlimactic. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I can see what you're saying there. It was a semifinals <laughs> tournament
4: match. It just feels this, you know, man. Um, yeah. Um, Ricardo says Roxy and Tiffany Stratton was great. Uh, and Jan Beard says, this Roxanne storyline makes me think of the quote by Homer Simpson, trying is the first step to failure. <laughs> no, the, the one that I know is the great one by Homer Simpson where he says, kids, you tried your best and you failed miserably. The lesson here is never try. And honestly, that's what I try to impart to my daughter
3: every day. I think, A, you're a great dad. Mm-hmm. And B, I would say my favorite Homer Simpson quote Is I don't know Because I didn't watch mm. The Simpsons And it comes up t- like I'm, every week
4: I'm telling you We would have like a top 50 podcast in the nation If we just watched all The Simpsons You've never seen any of them And I've seen all of them a hundred times And it would, be a, it would be a lot of fun We should just do it
3: I'll do that if you do a Cru- Cruiserweight Classic Rewind
4: Oh, Okay, fine um mad maxwell jacob friedman it's very, very good um i yeah i guess we're just gonna get we're gonna get a uh, mystery woman versus roxy roxy i mean Thankfully, let's say it's let's say it's not blair her. davenport let's say it's not blair davenport who is it
3: when well, nikita lions couldn't have attacked herself right
4: She well right yeah She's you no know, so, so. She's gone out for a long time.
3: Who else would it be? I mean, someone from Level Up, maybe.
4: I mean, like, I'd, it'd be really weird, right? You know, because like-
3: everyone who's off screen is someone that got attached, like Nikita, Wendy. Um. It would be cool if it was Ivy, but it won't be. That has yeah. to be Blair. Or or someone that's not even like on the radar, right? Like someone at completely yeah. under the zeitgeist.
4: Yeah. I mean, like there I'm trying to think if there's anybody who's been doing nothing on the main roster who they could be like Like Tegan Knox, but like Like she's been doing nothing on the main roster. I kind of love her like doing a crazy psycho heel turn, like um, just deciding to just des- just to destroy everybody in the way. I mean, I don't know.
3: It just feels like it's oh. going back too far to you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Like was... this has been going on for months and it is feels
4: it, like is, is it is it Stevie? She I means she's not wearing fingerless gloves, so
3: yeah, that and it just feels like a little bit too much of a departure from her trying to beat us.
1: Yeah. All right.
4: <clears throat> okay.
3: Um last call for super chats and humper chats, cause we gotta get
4: going. Yep. Beard says, Um, I don't know, Alex like Crinkle Cut is a nice go to.
3: Oh, in the fry for fries, department,
4: for, for fries. Yeah, I like especially if it's a
3: cheese fry because it's good at like keeping the.
4: cheese. Yeah, I, I'm uh more, the more and more and more like I, I I can't just do a plain fry. I gotta have some seasoning. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's why I've that's why special? a curly fry, a curly fry usually's got some seasoning on it. Waffle fry has got some seasoning. Sure. But it's like, my preference,
3: shit. but I can do a plain fry. I mean, I'm not. Oh, oh. I'm not oh. kicking it out. Um uh,
4: talk right. talking talking about Breaker's Spear. Um Jake Salazar says, I imagine getting legitimately smacked at the at the line of scrimmage in the ribs by that man will just have to like break everything.
1: Breaker, yeah.
4: everything, yeah. Breaker. Um feeling dreepy says this pay-per-view is in the same building that Ring of Honor Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, was last show, last year, a show yeah. I went to, and is literally 10 minutes from my home. I didn't consider for a moment going because if the booking is going to be this shit on TV. Why would I go see it live? There
3: you go. If it's cheap and fun wrestling, but I get where you're coming from.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, Jam beard says, watch knowing HBK's booking the hooting pers- person, will person with Miko. Now that would be interesting, but it's that not. would
3: be very interesting. I would not mind that at all.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, and CEO says, don't forget the great Marge Simpson quote. Aim low, kids. Aim so low, no one will even care if you succeed.
3: It's a good show, The Simpsons, I hear.
4: Uh, Jim Beard says NXT is as confusing as the old Abbott and Costello sketch of them explaining seven times three equals 28. Seven times 13 equals 28.
3: Two plus two equals mailbox.
4: Mm Mm-hmm, that's right. Um, uh... Oh, um... Uh... Wait, hmm. Ricardo says instead of Lyra Valkyria, it's Leia Valkyria.
3: Very nice. Easy okay. adjustment.
4: hmm And uh okay. Um, Matthew Plus says Katie's bangs look like little Nikki's face. I don't that's not nice. That's not Matthew nice. Plus says but then
3: he said he- this is so weird. He said, Oh my gosh, Kate is so wonderful and nice and mm-hmm. pretty and mm-hmm. funny and smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um she is my hero, and that's why I send her money constantly. Mm-hmm. She is the hero that the wrestling industry needs. What a kind chat to send it. Mm-hmm. Just very um, mm-hmm. different. Um,
4: yeah. Matthew Plus says, you can't date potential. Yeah, everyone listening to this can date Katie. Not because you've got no shot. You don't. But because she's using you for attention and money.
3: Well, yeah. It's not, I don't know. I
4: don't know. Um And Jesse Ozog says, you guys should do Zardoz. I'm um, going to get the flick out of here.
3: What's a Zardoz?
4: Uh, I want you to Google image search Zardoz, and then we will see your reaction.
3: This feels vulnerable.
4: <laughs> mm.
3: Okay, a few things have come up. Mm-hmm. One is a dude in Carrying Cross's main roster gimmick year?
4: Yes, yeah, that was that's uh, Sean Connery in the Zardoz costume. That's
3: Sean Connery!
4: That's that's Sean Connery, yes.
3: Oh, we're gonna watch this. <laughs> and why is right, he, he in the in a giant why is he standing in a giant hand with a green face behind him? I don't know. Beyond nineteen eighty four, beyond two thousand one, beyond love, beyond death. This is can you see?
2: mm-hmm
3: yeah all right I'm I, you have my immediate attention
4: <laughs> Ricardo surname redacted says the lethal weapon, Steve black mass um <laughs> okay funny. um okay uh J- J- this is Jambier said this in last uh last uh last last week so we'll do it now um darby singing do ditty
2: <laughs> there she was just walking down the street singing do a diddy diddy dum diddy do, snapping her fingers and shuffling her feet singing do wah diddy diddy dum diddy do. She looked good. She looked fine.
3: Looked fine. She
2: looked she looked good, she looked fine, and I nearly lost my mind. Before I knew it, she was walking next to me, singing "Do a diddy, diddy, dum, diddy do," holding my hand just as natural as can be, singing "Do a diddy, diddy, dum, diddy do." We walked on,
3: walked on,
2: to my door,
3: my door.
2: We walked on to my door, then we kissed a little more, Brody King. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> he moved
3: back to that storyline so long ago. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: Me and my is, sister yeah. used to uh, sing that song all the time
4: when we were younger. Um now. oh my god. Okay. Um uh what do we got here? We only got one here for Kate. or two Kates. Okay, here we go. Um Kate, there's a couple down here near the bottom. You pick uh which of those two uh, near the end that you want to do now and then which one you want to do later.
3: Woman by Kesha. Let's be serious. Come on. This is real. This is, excuse me. Okay, shut up. I buy my own things. I pay my own bills. These diamond rings, my automobiles. Everything I got, I bought it boys can't buy my love buy my love i do what i want she says say what you say i work real hard every mother effing woman baby i i don't need no man to be holding me too tight i'm a mother effing woman baby that's right i'm just having fun with my ladies here tonight i'm a mother effer yeah Let's drive around in my Cadillac. Girls in front, boys in the back. Lucy is a goosey and we're looking for some fun. I'm a mother effing woman, baby, all right? I don't need a man to be holding me too tight. I'm a mother effing woman, baby. That's right. I'm just having fun with my ladies here tonight. I'm a mother effer.
1: Toodles.
4: Very good. Very good. Um <clears throat> Orion Ben uh, wants uh, Gallus to sing Shipping Up to Boston. I'm a sailor pig
2: and I lost my leg. Climbing up to the top sails, lost my leg. Shipping off to Boston. Whoa, out to Boston. Shipping up to Boston. Oh, off to Boston. Find my wooden leg. Sailor pig, I've lost my leg. Climbing up the top sails, i lost my leg. Shipping up to Boston. Whoa, shipping up to Boston. hey am a sailor of Boston. I
4: Billy is a terrible song. Like there's, it's a great song, but the lyrics, the lyrics are awful.
3: Yeah, it's not great.
4: That's a, that's awful. The lyrics are awful. I I did not realize how bad the lyrics were. Oh yeah, they're bad. Yeah. Um, uh, Jambeard wants Regal to sing. I can only count to four by Psycho Stick. I don't, don't, I'm not familiar with Psycho Stick.
3: There's multiple Um, Psycho Stick requests because Tiffany got one mm. too.
4: Oh, interesting. Uh, okay, one, two, five, four. Me count so poor. Gonna count, gonna count. Gonna count now. One, I can count to one. Two, I can count to two. Three, I can count to three. Four, I can't count no more. What one? What comes after one? Two? What comes after two? Three? What comes after three? Four? I can only count to four. 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 I can only count to
2: four. I can only, none of these are very good lyrics. So I'm going
4: to stop here. Um, I'll save that one for later. Um, uh, Darby Allen uh, singing the theme to Reading Rainbow as requested (laughs) by *Electric Mayhem. Butterfly
2: in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A Malachi Black. I can go anywhere. And Fred's to know and ways to grow. Brody King. I can be anything. Take a look. It's in a book. Buddy Matthews. Brody King. Okay, that's, that's good. Enough of
4: that. Um... <laughs> Um, uh, Lord Kev wants Paul Popolowski to explain the fall of Anakin. Oh, uh, he, he, he's he's a boy Tatooine, and, and uh, he he likes pod racing. He says he says now that's pod racing, and he races he races the pods. Uh, but uh, he's very annoying and he, he built c 3 Uh, but uh, the Qui-Gon Jin la- thinks he's got the, the midichlorians, which is some bullshit they made up for the first for the prequel trilogy. It was never that was never a thing. Luke didn't have midichlorians, but Anakin does, I guess. And anyway, so then he grows up and he becomes a terrible actor. And well, he was bad in the first movie, but much worse in the second one. Anyway, then he, he gets he, he get he becomes a brooding teenager and, and he falls in love with a woman who's like 10 years older than him. It's kind of creepy. But anyway, they 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 fall in love because of sand that gets everywhere i'm not really sure but anyway uh, then he, he gets he turns bad he, he falls under the influence of the evil senator palpatine who's the emperor in the other trilogy don't you know and anyway then uh he he goes crazy and kills a bunch of kids for no reason and then uh, obi-wan has the high ground and he uh turns to lava
3: Uh, That's how you saw for your partner, just in case you're wondering. I'll
4: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, tack you in a hoodie. Nothing.
4: Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, so, uh, do you want to do a, 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 a Tiffany and then I'll do Gallus?
3: You know what day it is. It's undeniably, indisputably, unquestionably, indubitably, undebatably, incontestably, unequivocally, irrefutably, unmistakably Tuesday. Tell me what's the day that comes after Monday? Tuesday. Tell me what's the day that comes before Wednesday? Tuesday. Tell me what's the day that's furthest from Saturday? Tuesday. What's the day that comes once a week? It's Tuesday, my favorite day of the week. No obligations that affect me significantly. Let's hear it for Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. I like Tuesday. I like today, which is Tuesday. Tuesday,
4: toodles. Nailed it. Uh, uh, Gallus uh, singing the Spongebob theme as uh, requested by Jim Beard.
2: He lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants, Observe it in yellow in Paris, as he? SpongeBob SquarePants, a nautical numpty. Is something you wish? Is SpongeBob SquarePants drop on the deck and flop like a switch SpongeBob, SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants, SpongeBob SquarePants, SpongeBob
4: SquarePants, SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh that's good. Um, okay. Um, uh, Darby Allen uh, singing uh, "It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood" by Mister Rogers. Uh, this is requested by Vicky L, who has her daughter here to meet us tonight. Oh my I hope, goodness! I, I, like extra I hope I didn't, sour today. <laughs> I hope I I hope I didn't. I hope I didn't scream too much, Vicky and Vicky's daughter. Um, uh, okay, here we go.
2: It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor could you be mine would you be mine won't you be malachi black (laughs) it's a neighborly day in this beauty wood a neighborly day for a beauty could you be mine would you be mine won't you be Brody king i've always wanted to have a neighbor just like you i've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you let's make the most of this beautiful day since we're together we might as well say would you be mine could you be mine won't you be my neighbor julia hart (laughs)
4: That um, and uh, uh, Kate reads the beginning scroll of Star Wars as recorded, as requested by Ricardo. Just me, yeah, Kate. Me is me, I mean, Tiffany, almost sure.
3: It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships, striking from a hidden base, have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, Rebel spies managed (laughs) managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, and space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. But then they had a Tiffany epiphany. They pursued the Empire's sinister agent, Princess Leia, races Home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. Empire. Toodles.
4: <laughs> um. Uh. Vicky also requested. Um. Uh. Can you picture that by Doctor Teeth in the Electric Mayhem? Hell yeah! Um, from Greatest Band of uh, All Time. Uh huh. Um. Uh. Darby Allen singing that was uh, uh, so worth another five dollars. Love you, Kate. Alex, faithful rocks. Smile, Alex. I'll try. Okay, but not not as not as not as Darby Allen because he doesn't. Um. No. Everybody's
2: lover, everybody's brother. I want to be your lifetime friend. Crazy as a rocket. Nothing in my pocket. I keep it at the rainbow's end. I never think of money. I think of milk and honey. Grinning like a Cheshire cat. I focus on the pleasure, something I can treasure. Can you picture that? Malachi Black. Can you picture that? Brody King. Let me take your picture, add it to the mixture. There it is, I got you now. Really nothing to it, anyone can do it. It's easy and we all know how. Now begins the change in mental rearranging. Nothing's really where it's at.
4: Malachi Black. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, finally to Tom LaVallee Tom LaVallee wants Tony D To read Red's parole speech From Shawshank Redemption Rehabilitated Well, now let me see You know I don't have any idea what that means I know what you think it means To me It's just a made up word A politician's word So the young fellas like yourself to wear a suit and a tie and have a job What do you really want to know Am I sorry for what I did There's not a day that goes by I don't feel regret. Not because I'm in here or because you think I should. I look back on the way I was then. A young, stupid kid who committed that terrible crime. I want to talk to him. I want to try and talk some sense to him. Tell him the way things are, but I can't. That kid's long gone, and this old man is all that's left. I got to live with that. Rehabilitated? Just a bullshit word. So you go out and stamp your form, sonny, and stop wasting my time. Because to tell you the truth, I don't really give a shit. Um, there you go. Oh, yeah. Hey, Darby, if you like my Darby impression, I'm sure you'll also love him being interviewed for real by SRS on Fightful Tomorrow. Now That's correct. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, hey, uh, also, Sunday's a crazy day because they're doing this battleground thing. we got a
3: wild weekend.
4: we got a wild weekend. We're, we're going to do Sands of Blind. About crown jewel, we're gonna do that on um. Or night of champions because not crown jewel this time. This time it's not of champions, but it's basically always sands oh. of time. Oh. But this one's Sans of blind, where I don't watch the show because I have scruples, and Kate does watch the show because she I have no morals long... whatsoever. She gave that up long ago. Um, and, I sold out, uh, so she's gonna watch the show, and I'm not and i'm going to abstain from all things uh social media so i won't know what the hell's going on and then she's going to lie to me about uh what happened on on the show three times while redoing doing the thing um and that's going to be on saturday at some point in the evening so
3: alex has to find the lies amongst find the, the lies. recap
4: i have to i have to pick them out last time i did pretty well for myself we'll see how this how it works out this you got time all now all of them um now Sundays a crazy day because we' all does double or nothing is happening at the same time as battleground for NXT we all we all know battleground's definitely ending earlier than than double or nothing
3: as so as soon
4: as soon as battleground ends we are gonna do a beat the clock try and beat review the, the whole the show
5: clock. uh
4: we're gonna try and review the whole show uh in 30 minutes while watching the main event of Double or nothing. And let's be honest, probably two or three other matches because it'll probably go a full two hours longer than um, Battleground does. Correct. So So yeah, anyway, um, on this channel, we're going to review Battleground while watching uh, crazy stuff happening in AW Double or Nothing. That's going to be a crazy show. Uh, And then to notify for select where you will hear us review um, Double or Nothing. Double or Muffin?
3: You'll Double also have an impact post show on Saturday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we'll have mm-hmm. our usual Friday routine as well. So five post shows and <coughs> excuse me, 72 hours. Oh wow, wah. Um, wah. Uh, it's all a bunch Kate, of millionaires. Says, of
4: course, Kate has no morals. She's a Yankees fan. Uh anyway, uh that's that's it I'm for an today. Astros fan. Yeah. Um, that's that's it for today. Thank yeah. you all for being here. Um, in two weeks, I will not be here. I will be on vacation with my family. I don't know so what Kate's going to do. I know it's going to be crazy. I don't know. What's, uh, Kate's got to find somebody you can do impressions, I guess, <laughs> to fill in for me.
3: I feel like the natural person to have in place of either of us for this show is Reg, and I don't think Reg is going to be like I have a great William Regal in the can. <laughs> but we'll see what we can do.
4: Oh man, making making Reg watch a terrible episode of NXT and then come on and. Oh. Talk about it. I'm, um, I'm, I'm gonna have to watch that. That'll be a lot of fun. All right, anyway.
3: Sour Grapsity
4: would be. Sour city Finally, <laughs> without me being involved. Um, no, that
3: feels wrong. We'll figure something no. out
4: though. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you all next week for another round of this.
1: Yes.
4: Whatever this is. And but we'll, we'll see you before all, that because we'll, we'll see you I'm, for the many, review. many times. Battle review. You'll see yeah. many times. Yes. Anyway. <laughs>
3: Leave a thumbs <gasps> up. We love you. Bye.
6: Keep
4: cool, Gabba Ghouls.
3: Toodles.